So what do you what do you think about Sir Pratt? Sir Pratt? Sir Pratt's Mario voice. Oh man. <laughs> I I tweeted it. It gives the same energy as that Pinocchio video. Really? I think it like it sounds like they had him do a full all of it in like a hardcore Italian accent and they were like, This is too much. Try to sound more like yourself, but still Italian, but not Italian, but maybe a little New York. And he just got confused and just went, uh, it's Mario. But. Ah, hey. Hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Don't make me get the. Ah. Hey, I'm walking here. Oh, man. That's the only man that could take down Bowser. Yeah. We need this guy voicing Mario. I will say, the trailer was awesome, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, the trailer is great. And Jack Black killed Bowser. Yeah. Not like he did, he did a great performance yeah. so far. What did you think of the voice? Um, I mean, so I'm... The way I see it is, it's going to be weird to hear Mario talk no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, so outside I'm not, of like, yippee. Yeah, so I don't think that there's a way that they can do it that's like, that that meets both quotas. You know what I mean? That captures Mario and also gives a good voice performance. Did you hear the French performance? No. You should listen to that one sometime. Like the French trailer of uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, because they did a good job. Really? I think, yeah. It's like a French voice actor? Yeah, they just use more like inflation on the like yeah. high octaves or like no it definitely up. it definitely could be you know it could be attempted better but mario's got such a weird look like that that already is such weird inflection that it's just not going to translate well to actual like dialogue i don't think no i get it i mean like even seeing him like ponder the mushroom kingdom in front of him like was like whoa this is weird yeah you know what i'm saying even seeing bowser kind of interact with the world was kind of weird yeah yeah, it's it's very different, but this is going to be the best way they could do it. That uh, you know, Chris Pratt could probably do a better voice. You know, or maybe someone else could have maybe done it better. Yeah, I just think I don't even blame Chris as much as I think it could have been casted a little bit better. Yeah. But I like the the rest of the cast is is great. Yeah. I, I do like Key's Toad voice already. It's great. Um Toad was great and so was I'm I again, I thought Jack Black was funny. Yeah. You know, Jack Black kills it. Um yeah, I mean they they really they got a hard task at them, but this is gonna be, this is gonna be the best version of what they could do. I think. You I think know so I mean? too. I mean, like, it looked crazy good. Yeah. Like visually. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like the opening scene is fucking hilarious to yeah. me already. Like <laughs> I was I was cracking up. And the fact that they brought in the sixty four penguins, you yeah. know, like that's and that's gave them like dope. lore and stuff yeah. like that. You know, and then the Super Nintendo Wizard thing, you know, like. That guy kind of, like, introducing it was dope. Like, yeah, it looks really dope. It looks really dope, but it's hard. It, you know, you can't make those characters talk without it being fucking weird. You For know sure. What I mean? So they need to do something halfway familiar that also works with the with the story. But yeah. I'm Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Yeah, and... Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. Yeah, I'm he's gonna he, do good at Charlie. Yeah, Luigi. for sure. That's a good casting. Yeah, he's gonna do good as Luigi. Um, but no matter what, hearing Luigi talk is gonna be weird too. Like hearing them talk 
and have like a conversation is something we still don't even know what it's going to be like. But that's yeah. going to be hard for people to, I think, wrap their head around. I'm excited for this rollout. Yeah. It's just, it, it is an interesting trend, especially in like the animated popular popular animated films like this one like the yeah. trend to get hollywood actors to be voice actors and not like find the best voice actors to be voice actors what do you think is going to be next what do you mean is it going to be the legend of zelda or is it going to be donkey kong it's got to be probably donkey kong or even luigi's mansion movie like this is going to do well and they're going to do something else they I, i'd imagine a donkey kong movie Really? Yeah, I think I think that'd be the move. I, especially because, and not to tie in with the video games, they're going to be doing an open world Donkey Kong game eventually. Yeah. That they've been working on. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be Donkey Kong too. Especially if Seth Rogen voice in it already. If Donkey Kong does well in this movie, they could easily spin off. You think there will be like, like a Zelda Easter egg in this movie? Maybe. I think there could be. That could be cool. And are we gonna get a Smash Bros. video game or a Smash Bros. movie? Um. Well, what if? So this is, is what that I their, think. Is that their Avenger movie? No. Well, maybe, maybe ultimately at the end of it all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. But the real question is: Will there be a Mario Kart race in this movie? That would be. That'd be funny. That would be ideal, right? That'd be funny. You know, like just at one point, you know, Bowser just it's like, you got to beat me in the race. Yeah. Some I'm, shit, you know. I'm interested to see like the, because it seems like I guess Bowser's getting the stars. I'm interested to yeah. see how the plot develops. Yeah. All right. Well. Shout out video game movies and TV shows. Yeah. Enough that. Let's get. Last of Us is coming soon. Yeah. Let's see if our guest answers. He said. His phone is on D&D, so call twice. <laughs> that sounds like a Drake bar. <laughs> oh, man. All right, there's number one. Going for round two. Someone's got to sample this. Watch this movie last night. Did you watch it last night? No. Yo, yo. Yo. What's poppin'? What's good, bro? About the, um... <laughs> you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Sorry, I think my mic's oh, blocking yeah. Stevie. What's up? How you guys doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, yeah. What's good? good? Man's, uh, it's in the monster house right now. Just getting things settled. You know, pretty so, typical Sunday. So you moved in recently? Yeah, we just moved in uh, a week ago. A week ago, exactly. Yeah, we're like me, Ryan, and Mateo are now in the sort of uh, headquarters space. So it's pretty sick. It's like three stories. Um, yeah, and we're like renting it type shit, so it's nice, yeah. it's cool. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. What you been up to, bro? Besides moving, man, yeah, moving that was a big focus. Was really locked in on that for a while. Uh, been working a bunch, shooting a lot of stuff, and like real, like I got like a 
new job. So I've been doing that a bunch too. Um, working on a project that I'm trying to get out before the end of the year. Just a lot of traditional shit. I deleted, I didn't delete, but I deleted like most of my social media off my phone. So I feel like I've been very off of everything yeah. or like not very present on anything in like the last like two months or some shit. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. we appreciate you uh, coming on the pod. Thousand percent. What have you guys been up to? What's, uh, what's new in the Megaverse? Shit, man. Uh, same old, same old, man. I just, uh, I've, I recently, I guess what's new to you and Stevie knows, but I've been, I've been switching a little bit of my focus into like some game design shit. I'm trying to make a game. Really? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So I just been learning about that a bit and trying to teach myself some coding and practicing like with a little game and shit and, and then wrapping up some music shit with odd numbers. And what about you, Stevie? Man, just making music. Yep. Making music, watching movies. Yup, yup. Uh, yeah. Watching movies. Man, uh, Kyle, have you heard of Barbarian? I have. I don't know anything about it. And I, I was supposed to see it sometime last week, but I didn't end up seeing it. It's set I mean, in did Detroit. You see it? Really? Yeah. Dude, let me look this up. Because I never watch trailers uh, um, unless I'm at the movies. So I feel like there's a bunch of shit where it's like, I'll just be like, let me go see this. And then I'll go see it like cold. Yeah. No, I've seen that bitch like three times already. Really? Yeah. It's like a it's it's a fun horror experience for sure. Yeah, I went into this one blind. Word. Maybe I'll go see it today then actually. Fucking um I just saw um Pearl like two weeks ago. Oh uh, man, what'd you think? I thought it was cool. I haven't seen X, so I didn't know it was like a trilogy thing at all. I didn't even know until I'd listened to the podcast that it was like a trilogy, but fucking um yeah, it was it was interesting. I think the the period piece aspect of it was very interesting because a lot of the actual editing techniques they were doing were like like presenting as like from that time period of uh, film or whatever. And I think um, yeah, it it was cool. Have you you haven't seen X since then? Have you? I haven't seen X. No, I need okay. to see it. I have it like queued up on my computer to watch. I just haven't had time. I'm curious as to what you think because I know a few people that have, that have seen Pearl that hadn't seen X or um, mm-hmm. and and I just wonder what it changes. You know, like as far as like yeah. seeing X first because X is like it's like a very kind of fun movie. You know, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of different. You know, and then and then moving on to Pearl being like the prequel of it. Like like I loved Pearl a lot, but it it was mm-hmm. like. I don't know how much Pearl. I don't know how much I would love Pearl if I'd never seen X, more or less. Word, but, yeah. It but was it definitely... also it also kind of makes you no, my bad. But I was just gonna say it also kind of makes you appreciate X more after you see Pearl too. Mm-hmm. But what were you about mm-hmm. to say about it? No, I was gonna say yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was a good movie. It was like very. Uh, what's the word? I guess it it was. Um, I didn't know what to anticipate, what to expect going throughout the film. And it was very, like, creepy and specific. I also think it really, like, utilized um, or effectively executed the idea of, like, mental illness in a certain time period or, like, not, like, sort of being in, like, the shadows of that and not fully understanding or being able to contextualize based on the space you're in, like, 
Yeah. Oh, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel this way? But I remember leaving the film, I was like, oh, this is going to go. Like, there was like almost like that monologue part at the end where she's talking to the her stepsister or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is like for the audience. This is like the takeaway part. Like, this is the part that like, like people are going to clip and put on Instagram and shit. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the fucking, um, the Joker in Pearl meme where it's like, uh, no. fuck, let me, I was about to check my phone to see if I found it, but like, it's just funny. It's like, um, it was like a picture of her and then a picture of the Joker, like side by side, like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. And it was something like, um, like when she does it, it's, it's innovative. When he does it, he's crazy or some shit like that. <laughs> Let me see if I can fucking find it. That's wild. <laughs> One here says cis men become the Joker while gay people become Pearl. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like, that was, like, the the tonality of the same one that I saw. Fuck, where is this at? But, yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, it makes me want to tap in with X, though, because the, the idea that it's a trilogy and it's going throughout different time periods is, like, it true It truly will be, like, one of the coolest trilogies ever, I think, because X is, like... I don't know. Have you ever seen like the OG uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres? I have. Also, I just shared the meme with you. Okay. But yes, I have. So it, X is very much in that line of just like it's like a it's like a van full of people and they're like on the road and mm-hmm. in, into Texas, and mm-hmm. it just gives off that like, oh shit, you know they're about to they're about to you know have fun, you know they're about to go do yeah do their thing and shit's about to go wrong. And I feel like a lot of horror movies don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like. Um, so it just gave, it just gave off that like original feeling of seeing Texas Chainsaw for the first time. Word. And then, like, Word. But it's also like A24, like artsy shit, you know, and Mia Goth is in mm-hmm. it and she, you know, she's playing a character in the future as well. Um, and, and Kid Cudi's in it. Yeah. Kid Cudi's in it. Kid Cudi's in it and he's showing dick. That's what I heard. I don't think there is any, but I could be wrong. There isn't? I okay. think it, I think there's like a implied or like shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the main thing I feel like I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, you know, they, they basically, they go in out there to film a porn. They go out to like, they go out to Pearl's farm, more or less, to film, oh, okay. to film a porn. And Pearl is like older at that point. And Mia Goth plays Pearl as an older woman. Oh, I gotta tap in. I gotta watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch this today. I'll actually watch it today. Maybe I'll watch it and then go see Barbarian after. That'd be a, that'd be a day of horror right there. It'd be a nice, yeah. a nice Dude, spooky Sunday. Have you catch Pearl been, yet, Stevie? Nah. Damn. Dude, I've been trying to watch a scary movie every day for October. That's actually how I watched uh, the Back. film we'll be talking about. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was like, try, I was going through HBO Max and just like all the shit I have and just being like every day. I'm like, okay, let me find like a horror movie that is going to feel like interesting or something I haven't seen or maybe haven't heard of at all. Like really trying to find like some random shit yeah stevie have you done any more child's play no more child's play i did do scream 2 though god damn it scream 2 scream that, i think that's a masterpiece you know that's the one i told you really freaked me out as a kid right really you know the opening scene at the movie theater when the dude gets stabbed through the bathroom stall yeah that's i, I that's oh, one of the yeah. best opening scenes i've ever seen in a whole i movie. ran out of the room <laughs> at like seven years old Dude, you probably felt so unsafe in a bathroom after that. Yeah, I ran. That was that's like that and Child's Play One are like my two biggest like fearful movies right there. <laughs> but how old Dude, were you? I saw love them? Child's Play. Like seven. Yeah, we we did Child's Play recently. Have you have you been watching yeah. the TV show I, at all? 
No, I, I know it came out last year and I saw like one or two of the episodes, but I didn't like fully. I saw them like randomly. I haven't tapped in like I need to. Man, the second one just came back. Like it just was its first episode last week and Word. it started off with a bang. I got to tap in. Child's Play 2 is my favorite one yes. out of the series. I know. Child's I w- Play 2 is like that one. I want I want Stevie to at least get through like the original Child's Play because I do think three. I mean, everyone hates three, but I also think three is kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. It's like yeah. the, it's a military school one. You ever see that one? Yeah, no. Three is fun. I feel like three is like I don't I don't think it's a bad one. I think it's the last of the ones where they're like more serious. I feel yeah. like after three is where they get way more slapsticky. Um, yeah, for sure. But I, I enjoyed all three. Have what? you guys heard of this movie Terrifier three two? Uh, yeah, I just was oh, watching no. a video on it. Yeah, it's apparently um, like there was a first there was the first one in like 2016, and it's like a character from another like set like a franchise of horror movies. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, some people were like thrown up in the theater. Really? Whoa! From how gruesome it was. The trailer really freaked me out last night when I watched it. Yeah, it definitely feels like some like cult horror shit that's happening right now. You know, like some new shit. Yeah. Horror wave. What's a movie that freaked you out as a kid, Stevie? Uh, that, like, the images of really stick with you still. Close Encounter of the Third Kind. I've never seen really? that. Really? They were, like, really... Fr- I don't know what it was, but, like, the ending and, like, the aliens showing up. And, like, I guess I was, like, staying at a friend's house. I just, like, couldn't sleep after that. So and then you, Signs. That Spielberg one? I think so. I th- it might not even be that scary. I haven't revisited yeah, it since. Yeah, I'm thinking about. I don't think that's a horror movie. No, I then signs like, signs <laughs> messed me up when it came out. So I could see signs, and part of it was oh, because God. they could turn invisible, um, and I would always think that they were going to be waiting for me in the bathroom, and I couldn't see them until I would get into the bathroom, and they would like flip back on. So you're like actually scared of aliens. I was at one but point, but you also are like infatuated with aliens a little bit, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what is it? Like a fatal attraction. Yeah. I mean, I love Chucky, too, and I was so scared of Chucky. <laughs> so see. I get it. What is it about, like, childhood fears that you, like, grow infatuated with? I don't know. I also... Maybe it's the, oh, go ahead, Kyle. No, go ahead. I was I was just thinking maybe it's the idea that you want to confront or conquer that feeling. Or maybe it's the idea that when you re-engage with it, you're able to, like, experience the world from a childlike lens again. So you yeah. kind of grow an infatuation out of it. That'd be my hypothesis. It might, yeah, it might be more that latter right there, I think. Like, trying to live as a child again a little bit, but trying to see if you can scare yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, does this, do I still get that little hit? Yeah. yeah. What uh, What about you? What What freaked you out as a kid? Man, what freaked me out as a kid? Um, hmm. I think when I was younger... I don't know if it was a horror movie. I'm I'm trying to think very specifically, very clearly. I know probably Freddy Krueger kind of freaked me out, but I didn't have that much engagement with it. Yeah. It might have been it might have been Chucky too, but I wasn't like, you know what it was? Oh, it was the fucking the Goosebumps mask. I don't know if you guys ever saw that that old Goosebumps show. Yep. Um, there's like an episode and a book because I used to read the books too. Where there was like um the like this girl put on this mask and it starts like taking her over essentially. And that always freaked me out. But yeah. oh you know what? More than anything, when I was a kid, horror movie shit would be like I get freaked out, but I wouldn't get that freaked out. What used to like really get me 
was um any kind of and still does i cannot fuck with this shit any kind of true crime thing any true crime anything especially when i was a kid even now it's like it's gonna fuck my whole night up i'm gonna be up all night i'm gonna be fucked up i can't watch like the Dahmer shit i can't watch any shit like that because i'll literally be like i don't know what it is it'll just stay with me yeah, I watched this Ted Bundy movie when I was young too, and I remember because my mom loved true crime shit. She was always watching Law and Order and like, and, and I don't know, and the serial killer movie, or I guess it was it was Ted Bundy. But the Ted Bundy shit was creepy because I'm like, he's not even like, he's not even trying to like, he's not like a slasher killer, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, he's just like mentally deranged, and that shit, yeah, as a kid was a little too, too much. And to he's, grasp. he's also he's hella low key, and I feel like. Also, other things that used to freak me out was the news. Like, for some reason, watching the news and hearing, like, crazy shit happen on the news used to freak me out as a kid. And fucking, um, my mom used to have this uh, documentary on, like, Haitian, like, voodoo rituals and shit. And how they'll do, like, these, like, zombie, like, mummification rituals. And I remember I watched that as a kid. That also freaked me out. Like, because it's, like, real. All that shit is, like, no, this is not, like, this is not, like, a horror movie. This is not, like, fiction. This is something that people are doing in actuality even though that was more of like a cultural thing but yeah like the the true crime shit like i feel like that's the element that was like getting me yeah yeah i've been trying to figure out like you know i don't know just watching so many horror movies too i'm like what does it say about people that like we are like so obsessed with like horror shit and then like thinking of true crime shit like that is like the biggest you know what i mean those are like the biggest podcasts now and like i think part of like people's obsession with true crime is like uh a lot of the essence of when it gets solved and uh, completed and, like, the police take care of it and it makes them feel, like, safe and secure because there's, like, ah, look at the system protecting me. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know. I think there's, like, an element of horror in general that people love to get, like, spooked and, like, scared and shaken so that when it's all done, they, like, return to, like, a normal state and they're, like, oh, man, this is – I'm more relaxed yeah. now. That it's all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been I've been thinking about that too. Like you know, like you said with true crime, at least you know people hoping there's some sort of resolve. You know, like I'm like that's the thing that I love most about horror. Like it, it's great seeing like no matter what, you've seen like the one person escape. Like the movies that like the people don't escape. Those are the ones that always fuck me up more. You know, like but it's always great seeing like the one person kind of prevail through. I feel like that's why I yeah. enjoy this shit. But but I don't know. Totally, yeah. I, the, I agree. I saw a horror movie recently where no one escaped. I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was, but it was like some random Netflix thing, and just like the last girl gets killed, and then he's on to the next house, and it just like kind of ends on like a loop, yeah, like cyclical thing like that. But um, yeah, no, I feel that. I think maybe part of that infatuation comes from like, uh, anything like as extreme as a horror movie or things that can make you feel that level of sensation can almost be like. Uh, a, a way to like transcend the mental framework of like your daily routine or like what feels to be reality in the moment. Um, Cause I've been thinking about that recently. And I think that's a lot of like, what is like, I, okay, this is kind of like a side sideline thing, but I feel like a lot of like entertainment or like, like video media consumption exists in like two spaces, like sort of like things like that, that are like extreme and meant to like cause the viewer to be more like like have questions like engage actively engage and then things that are meant to like fill space like quite literally like meant to be like okay you just like 
like you consume this so you don't have to like sit with your thoughts more so. And so I think horror saying, movies might. So you're saying like, you know, like as far as like the one that just kind of consumes space more being like maybe like sitcoms and stuff that you can kind of just like do background yeah. shit and then other shit that's like, you know, and it, like the engaging shit being like a show that just keeps you constantly guessing. Totally, totally. It's yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, and I feel like, like, like YouTube videos, like so much shit is just like, we're, I mean, we're getting pumped so much like video and media consumption every single day. Like so many images, like there's such a, the image, images are so uh, extremely oversaturated. And I think a lot of it is just like spills face or like things that are like, like just like posting for the sake of like continuing. I feel like there's so much shit that's like, we have to keep going more so than it's like, we had this idea. We want it to be like this. It exists like this. Boom. That's the idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So much here and then it's gone. It's like a never ending feed of never ending story. Yeah. Like a little bit of, little bit of microdosing on each other's lives. Yeah. Endlessly. Yeah. I know. I, I'm like the, the perfect, like fucking sucker for just like escapism and media. But, but that's why I am appreciating, like trying to like space shit out lately and, and to transition into some shit that's been spacing it out. I do appreciate like weekly shows and yeah. And yeah. Kyle, have you been watching Atlanta so far? I have. I missed the last episode though. Damn. Um, oh man. I know. I, we re- I, re- I really want to talk about that one the most. Fuck. I got to tap in, but it's been cool so far. I really like the, the Earl, the episode with the Earl songs, like yeah. the blue, blue blood. Um, I thought that was tight. Um, I liked the therapy episode. I feel like that it's interesting how much Ern's character has evolved since, uh, the first season yeah. and you're kind of like, you're getting, you're getting to see more of his inner working and kind of like, he's always had that weird, like almost like unassuming, like, I don't know, like a certain darkness about him. Mm-hmm. That was all, but it was very like, I think because of the positioning he was in, in the, the uh, two initial seasons, it wasn't really coming out because he was always like disadvantaged. He was like the guy, he was the fucking, um, he was the nail. And now he's like, now that he's the hammer, you're getting to see more of that. Like, um, I don't know. Like he's almost like a sociopath. Yeah. It was interesting. So speaking of the Earl shit though, do you think that Donald Glover wrote around the Earl songs or were the Earl songs wrote for the show? I felt like they were wrote, wrote for the, written for the show. That was my immediate like reaction to them. That's crazy. Um, either, yeah. either way, either way, if, if Donald Glover wrote around the songs, that's crazy. Like I just, I just can't, I just want to know how that episode, like, got made like with the, i don't know yeah i feel like it was, it was probably i don't know I, I they they've this season i feel like they've had a couple of different like uh i mean they kind of always do that like surprise guest appearance mo- guest appearance moments moments but that was one that was really like holy shit is that earl like playing in the background like as this like idea yeah and then oh dude i thought that they really got me with the fucking um the casket uh, the deep the uh, D'Angelo episode. Uh, I thought that was like I was like, holy shit, did they get fucking D'Angelo? <laughs> like I was like, that was actually someone I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then no, it was not D'Angelo. <laughs> which yeah, is kind of better. Like Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild episode too. And they had Gunner. Yeah. 
Wait, that's the new one. Yeah, they had Gunna. Oh, wait, no, that what was, was Gunna one. No, 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 that, that was, was a family one. Too. Yeah, 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 that was a family one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's But I'm, I'm, so far, I'm liking it better than the last season, but I wasn't super into the last season. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was hoping for, because I know you guys both were, you know, had critiques about last season. I feel like this season, this season's definitely just been nailing it for me. I don't know, and it's like. It's so early, and I, you know, it is gonna fucking end soon. Now that I think about it, it's like five episodes deep. Yeah, that's cool though. That's like I like that. That it's like too much shit is like we gotta keep going. Yeah. And it's like, how about you just have like a, a beat like an arc, and then you're like, okay, now we're done. Like it doesn't yeah. need to be forever, you know? Yeah, I feel like this season was also sort of a more return to like a surreal take on like the music or art industry in general. Yeah. Which has been fun to see. Like the just like the, the young white avatar stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm no, that Rick, was tight. Yeah. I'm Rick and I'm rocking. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> just like yeah, and we we're talking about it but the 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 uh what was it? That dude's that dude's baby mama accepting his ward on stage. Shit <laughs> too. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah. That shit's crazy. But no, no yeah, I, that was interesting. I think it up so yeah, I, I was saying to Stevie before this, I'm like, I think I think it's cool how they're doing, like, some almost, like, mini side stories, like, within it, where it's not, like, too much, like, you know, like, the last episode had all the side stories that I think people got, like, sick of after the first one, um, mm. and, it, and it is funny, like, I feel like just being back in Atlanta, like, it's hard to do Atlanta in Europe. <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, I'm like, why the hell did they do that? Like, yeah. What was the part? Like, it makes me feel like maybe they just wanted to hang out in Europe. Yeah. And they were kind of like, yeah, like, let's go, like, vibe out in Europe and we'll shoot this season. Because it's like the show makes so much more sense in Atlanta, obviously. But it's just like, yeah. I feel like everything works better when it's there. It's less like, I don't know, more I, continuity. I feel like they wanted to show, like, them, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, I guess, them, like, representing, like, Atlanta outside of mm. outside of the country. That's, like, my only guess for it. But, yeah, the more I think about it, it's the same shit of just, like, why would you take Atlanta outside of Atlanta? But Totally. But, yeah. What else? You been watching anything else? You say you've been watching a bunch of horror movies. What's the, what's the best one you've watched in this? <laughs> so, there's one that I watched right after The Faculty. Let me see what it was actually called. It spoiler had fucking alert. um Oh yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert in case uh <laughs> But it was like similar time period in the same way that that film is kind of like an unintentional period piece. This one is very was very similar. Um and then it was sort of about like um these kids are like there's bad kids in this town and they're like it's called disturbing behavior. Yeah. And there's these fucked up kids in this town and like they're all sort of like there's this uh, program that they go away for like a day and they come back and they're like all preppy and like good and shit. And they kind of like, and that's sort of the premise and people are like, what the fuck is going on? And like, it's kind of like, a, they're yeah. like trying to combat, like it's, it's, it's very similar. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too much into it cause I don't want to draw too many parallels, but I also saw this movie called the hitcher, which was really interesting. It was like from the seventies and it's about like this kid picks up a hitchhiker and uh the hitchhiker is like immediately being weird and like semi tries to kill him um but like he gets out he like gets out of it like gets the hitchhiker out of his car and like keeps going but then he sees like st- like like while he's just driving down like the open road he's like taking his car from like arizona to like new york or some shit like that and he sees like this hitchhiker like 
in another like car and it's he's like with the family and he's like playing with the kids in the back seat and he tries to pull over like pull up to them and be like he's like da 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 like he's crazy like get him out of your car da 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 and then like he's not able to do it um and they like either speed off or like something oh yeah he like has to swerve out the way and like his car gets like not total but like he like has to spin out and some type shit so then he's driving further along and he sees like he sees that car on the side of the road and like the whole family's killed and shit and it's pretty wild but essentially um what happens throughout the film is like the hitchhiker is like setting it up and framing it as if he's killing the people Damn. And it's like so it it becomes it's super interesting. You guys should yeah, check it out yeah. if you have a chance on HBO Max. I don't want to get too much into it, but it's like it was a very uh, it was a unique movie. I, I hadn't really seen anything like it. Um, yeah, it was cool. But those are two that we set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dope. That sounds like it could be interesting too. If he's just like c- coming along all this shit and finding more clues of how he could be doing it, or like does he kind of like start to realize like oh shit, this is set up. Yeah, literally, and there's a point when you are, like, as an audience member, you're like, wait a minute, is he making this dude up and he is the killer? Like, that's kind mm. of the thing, but they flip it in a way where it's like, usually it would be, like, at the end, you're like, holy shit, he's the killer. Like, I feel like I've seen that before, but this was more, like, the tension was more interesting and a little different with the dynamic. And, um, yeah, it's like, because there's, like, at a certain point, like, the police are after him and shit, and he, like, gets arrested and shit. And they're like, da-da-da, 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 and no one believes them. It's it's interesting. A lot of shit happens, so I'm not really giving that much away, but I would definitely recommend that one. No, yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Did yeah, you, HBO Max, man. Did you make it and see Nope? I don't know if we've we've talked since then. I did see Nope. I don't think we've talked since then. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw Nope. Um, it <laughs> 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 sounded like a... Uh... I'm interested to hear your take on it. Man, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty disappointed. I, I think I think it was hmm. – I only saw it one time, to be fair. But I just feel like – I thought the, the concept was very interesting. I thought, to me, the most interesting part of the movie was that whole monkey scene. I was yeah, like, no, oh, I, I want more of this. That's like and... the horror – I was literally just thinking about that because that's like the thing that stands out from that movie to me. And I'm like, that's like – that's like a horror movie in its own right there, just that fucking scene, you know? And, totally. And, it, and it's way, like, just, like, you know, it's such a different tone than the whole movie, more or less, but... No, t- totally, and I, and I kind of felt like, I don't know, I, I felt like they had, like, interesting concept and ideas that they were going for. I just don't think he executed them the best. So like, especially with the ending, in of which I, I felt like underlying, they were trying to sort of do this thing where it was, like, um like in the end it's not really about like like they're trying to make it more about like family or this idea that like like she was going to transcend this desire to like photograph this like like a uh, creature and like have this uh sort of like material thing to like exploit in one sense but also like use like in the nature of spectacle in the same way that they had been like used as their like family business whatever the fuck um so I, I feel like they tried to kind of be like, okay, they like they discovered some like meaning or desire beyond that. I think that was kind of the point with like the cameraman dude, who was like my favorite character. Not my favorite character, but I thought he was like interesting. Like the yeah. deep voice fucking who like went into the abyss as he was like uh, <laughs> capturing. He was trying to like be the prey or whatever. Um, I, I thought 
that was like they, they try to turn it from there like okay like this is not even about capturing this like we just ha- we need to like i don't know defend this space and like but I, I just felt like that wasn't really if that was the end intention it wasn't really executed that well and i felt like it would have been more interesting to lean into like the cyclical nature of like continuing to engage with spectacle and exploitation of spectacle and that idea um and i also i just felt like I felt like the best character, like the most like well-rounded, understandable character, and empathize like the character you can empathize with the most was the fucking the video dude, uh, like the dude who worked at the store. I felt like he was the one that I kept being like, okay, this is like, like this is yeah, this is like a person, and then I felt like the relationship between Kiki Palmer's character and um, what's his name's character was just like I felt like they didn't even know each other. I was like. These niggas are like, I wouldn't be surprised if they hated each other or some shit. Like, not in real life, but just like if the characters like I, when they did like the shit where they were trying to make them like real close, I just wasn't buying that. I was like, these niggas like bear, like interact weird. But um, um, yeah. I don't know though. It was I I think it's cool that he's like continuing to push different genre confines. But I still think Us is probably my favorite of his films. Yeah, I interesting. Went- I went and rewatched Get yeah. Out and Us after watching Nope. Um, mm-hmm. And Us was like, Us was way better of a movie than I remember it being. Like, it, it Dude, was. Us is fire. Yeah, it was hard. Like, and I loved it because I, I just remember watching Us originally being like, oh, this is like visually striking and like the symbolism and just the way he shoots like all his stuff now. I mean, Get Out kind of has it the least, but, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of has like. Just, just the way he alludes to things, just the the things he focuses on, like on in his shots and everything. But, um, but yeah, us was just like, uh, us was definitely a lot better than I remember. And that that one, I feel like most people put bottom on their list, and it probably was, yeah, originally for me. But you know, it, it is hard to like rank his movies. But, but I thought Nope was no. good. I just like, yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting, like, you know, them them going into just that whole, you know exploitation concept um which i thought was cool you know it's like a good like continuation of like what he what he does with his like deeper meanings but like i don't know i think yeah i think it was just hard like you know i don't know i think it was a great movie i and i i loved it you know but and it's like it's Mm -hmm. like a fun watch but it is like i don't know it is one of those ones that you almost have like some different expectations going in you know, he definitely kind of mm-hmm. draws you in thinking it, but, but I loved how it played with it too, making you like, I don't know, with like the little fake alien scene and shit too. Like that was tight. That was a good scene too. Yeah. Yeah. I just wished, you know, my, my biggest thing coming out of that was I was just expecting a little bit more chaos and a little less like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think expectations is a good point because I think maybe I was coming in with too many, too big expectations as well because I felt like there was opportunity for a reveal or a flip in the. The reveal was, I think, was supposed to be that, like, it's an animal, it is a predator, it's not a spaceship. And I think that was a cool reveal, but I thought it could have used, like, that could have been pushed more. Or, like, there's just things that, it left me desiring more things. But I do think one thing that was really awesome was the design of the alien at the end, like, where it starts to unfurl. That was super interesting. Because I feel like with alien movies, I'm always looking for, like, new ideas and archetypes of how aliens can be presented. Yeah. And that was like one of the most unique ones I've seen since Annihilation. Um, so yeah. that was pretty sick. 
Yeah, and yeah, now I'm thinking about Arrival too. I, it is cool when they like just make it, make it not what you know an alien to be. Yeah, totally. And I feel like because I remember you guys uh, were talking about how apparently that um, the way that it's not the alien was based on like the biblical description of uh, what an angel looks like. Yep. Yeah. And I thought that that's a really interesting conceptual basis. Um, and that even makes me have more questions on like what is the context for this creature existing and could they have like gotten into more mythos or connected more to that idea if there was like a religious aspect to it or like because i feel like a lot of these like alien movies like that there's usually like you have the equivalent of who was like the 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 cinematographer i feel like usually that character would have been like um uh like a pastor or like like a jesuit or some kind of like there's usually they have that religious dude and or maybe Stephen Yoon's character could have kind of been that as well. A little yeah. bit, in a sense, like the yeah. false, the false preacher. That's yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like, but yeah. the the cameraman, interestingly enough, like does have that moment where he's like, like ominously being like, "It was a one-eyed one, uh, horn flying purple people eater," and like that. <laughs> that's the moment I was like, "Shit, are they about to go into like some detail about how this thing's been around for like?" centuries just eating people in different parts of the world to that yeah that would have been interesting i, I think he also his voice is so cool that old dude his voice is like crazy <laughs> like he was like that guy and that uh it, but like yeah i feel like um if there was more mythos or like a bigger like i don't know just like a little bit more and yeah <laughs> no it's good it's good i yeah i do like hearing Hearing Kyle's breakdowns of movies, I should be like, wish we could do that segment like every time there's a big movie. We just need, dude, to, I'm down. We need to I, I, Kyle I go breakdown. see most of the, I go to see most of like the big shit. Like, I've I've been definitely a little bit more like tapped in with everything this year. Although there's like still some I have. I've been seeing everything all, like I've been seeing that movie. Damn. Almost, everywhere. Yeah, I know everyone's been saying it's crazy. I just haven't had an opportunity. I haven't seen X. There's a couple like ones that I keep hearing about that I still need to tap in with. Did you watch the uh, Gerard's movie? Uh oh yeah um what's it called on the um, count of three uh, yeah 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 that was really good I watched that it was pretty sad yeah that was definitely it was I, like I knew it was supposed to be dark but that was definitely super uh, dark dude and that uh dude uh I don't want to call him Jon Snow but that guy's a good actor I've seen him in a couple things and he's like in terms of uh, having that sort of like chaotic very specific emotional intensity he does that really well yeah he was in this movie called like ninety seven box crayon. I think that maybe it might not be called that. I just remember that was like a quote from the movie, and um, he had a really good performance in that as well. But yeah, that movie was fucking. Yeah. That was uh, that was it was good though, but it was like holy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy. Yeah. Heavy, yeah. Had some real weight to it. Well, I hope you do see Barbarian soon. I'm excited to see what you think about that. Definitely, definitely. Maybe I'll see it today. Uh, should oh, look yeah. up Showtime. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear what someone from. Detroit thinks of the movie, especially. Yeah. Word. Oh, yeah, because it might be. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the place that they mention the location is like a real place or. I forget what it's called. God damn it. Corey, you've seen this movie three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, Bros last week. Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was funny, but I do feel like it might be like slightly catered to straight people a little bit. Interesting. 
while being like, you know. And that's why he's, the real reason he's mad that the straights didn't see it. Because he yeah. made it for him. You know, it's like a Judd Apatow movie, too. That makes Is sense. It? Yeah. I didn't know that. I heard something about it, but I haven't heard that much, really. It's pretty funny, though. I mean, I laugh my ass off. It's, it's, it's funny. It's a great ass movie. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, it's not, I don't, it's not like life changing comedy, you know, but comedy isn't supposed to be that, I don't think. That's fair. I'll probably, I either go see it this week or I'll see it on streaming. Yeah. I really want to watch the, the new Hellraiser, even though I've never seen any of the Hellraisers. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a new Hellraiser. Yeah, I guess Holy there's a new shit. one on Hulu. Yeah, it came out on Hulu. Yeah. Man, did you guys, did you guys see that Prey, that Predator, like, yeah. on Hulu? Yeah, I like that a lot. I haven't. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty tight. I was surprised by how good it was. Because I, I usually I would assume, whenever they do like sequels or some shit like that, I'm like, it's that stuff in my mind. Yeah, it took some turns that I like should have seen coming but didn't, and I thought that made it interesting. Yeah, with Hulu, totally. with Hulu doing that and this Hellraiser, <laughs> I feel like they're definitely like at least setting up like having a good track record with that. Yeah, you it's know, just sort of crazy that these movies aren't also coming out in theaters. Yeah. But a lot of these franchises have been dying. You know what I mean? Like, Halloween is, like, still in theaters. But, like, you know, like, Freddy Krueger hasn't done shit. Uh, Texas Chainsaw hasn't done shit. That's true. A new Final Destination movie uh, just got greenlit or whatever. You don't have to pay for the budgeting on it. Did we talk about that on the pod last week, the Final Destination movie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or maybe we talked about that. Did you hear about that, Kyle? I don't remember you guys talking about that. Well... There's a new Final Destination movie coming out, and um, have you seen any of those before? Is everyone familiar? Um, I've seen... I, I'm familiar with the concept. I don't think I've ever watched a full movie. You're familiar with the concept, right, Stevie? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, so the, they were, like, trying to find new directors for it, and they were doing, like, Zoom meetings with different directors, and th- this one pair of directors basically edited a fake pitch where a, um, a plane crashes into their house and kills them while they're pitching it. Wow. And then they got the job because of that. Yeah. They like they like did special things. <laughs> and it was just them, them to show like how committed they were to the franchise and and yeah. so so whoever whoever those directors are doing the new final destination and who you know, who knows, but hopefully that you know, it seems like they're they're into it and I don't know. Yeah, no. That's sick, it sounds like their hearts in the right place. Yeah. It'll be cool. I've been watching like there's this YouTube channel, this dude that does like these kill count videos where he just like breaks down horror movies and then just at the end like tallies up the kills and shit and wow so i've been watching like a bunch of horror movies on that and i just did final destination what, um, what's that youtube channel i gotta tap in it's called dead meat <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Dude, do you watch um broy de chanel uh no i feel like she's a youtuber who does like long form movie breakdowns but goes into like uh, the conceptual concept and framework of the films. I feel like you would like her shit. I'm going to send you... Did you ever see Spring Breakers? Have you guys seen Spring Breakers? Yeah. Yeah, loosely. Well, okay. Um, She does a breakdown on Spring Breakers. It's really interesting. I'll send it to you guys. Fucking... Um, what did, I don't know. What did you guys think? Do you know, like, Harmony Corinne and shit? Uh, I don't know much of their movies, no. Um, What did you think of Spring Breakers in general? Um, Initially, back in the day, I was not a fan. Um, I just thought it was just a wild movie. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. I I really like watched that and like right when it came out. Um, mm. and it just didn't stick with me very much. But I wasn't like infatuated with movies at the time either. Yeah, 
Totally. Yeah, it is. Um, it's weird, man. He, Harmony Crane is kind of, uh, his films are always, cause he made like Gummo and he also made, he was, he wrote kids. Um, but his movies always have like a very specific, like, uh, way of construction and of which like, there's never really a like, like real consistent plot. It's kind of like very montage very sensationalist. And I felt like this video essay, like, broke down some of that ideas and also the, the ideas like that were going around this time period. And I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just checking out. I'm, it's yeah. hard to explain, but it's sick, but she's done a bunch of videos on like a really good parasite video, like a really good eyes wide shut. If you guys ever seen that Stanley Kubrick film, I a really good video on euphoria too. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Her shit is sick. No, or, I'll check her shit you out. still gotta watch parasite. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I've only seen half of that movie. Oh man. You haven't seen parasite. No. I feel like that would be really up your alley. Yeah. Especially you've been liking the Korean films more. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I need to watch it. Especially, like, if you got halfway through, the second half's the best half. I know. I know. That's what I That's what I figured, too. I hope so. Cause... But anyway, I heard I heard something about Spring Breakers, right, where um, Nicolas Cage had pitched a character for a separate movie and thought that they stole his character idea <laughs> for spring breakers. Yeah. Do you know Wait, what I'm talking about? No, because it's, he ends oh. up, he ends up holding a meeting with Seth Rogen and Seth's trying to get him in a movie. And the only reason that Nick Cage holds a meeting with Seth is to accuse Seth of giving James Franco the character idea. And Seth's like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I'm like, little does Nick Cage know that that like he probably doesn't even know riffraff exists. Yeah, no, it was really. That's funny because I heard about that story, but I remember the, at the time of fucking that was the riffraff movie. Out, yeah, it was like holy shit, is James Franco being riffraff yeah, right now? Yeah, that, that so, was that was that movie to me. That was the riffraff movie, and like, see what none of us understand is that riffraff got all of his inspiration from Nick Cage. Damn. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> You know, that's why Riff Raff got super buff after, and now he looks, like, weird as hell. Like, because I mean, he always looked weird, but, like, he got big as fuck. Like, I remember there was this, like, like YouTube documentary I saw a long time ago, like, during that time period. Yeah. But, like, pretty much after Spring Breakers came out, came out he was like, I'm going to make it so nobody can, like, Compare copy me. my image again. And it was just him. Like, his workout method was he'd go in every day, lift a fuckload of weights, and then just eat as much food as possible of literally whatever. <laughs> and he was getting like huge. And the way you would imagine that affecting you like getting big, it was just like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like huh. you're just putting on tons of mass right now. It's not all muscle, but you are getting big as fuck. <laughs> Why didn't he ever become a professional method. wrestler? I don't know. He could have, especially at that time period. I feel like he is like kind of like a wrestling character, like idea. Yeah, that would have been the best transition for him. Just like 2014, just becoming a pro wrestler. It's never too late. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville does it now. Really? Yeah, sometimes. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, they had a whole fake beef going with some wrestler where the wrestler was trying to come to the Jackass premiere and he like, like tased him with a cattle prod. And, like, got the security <laughs> to kick him out. And then they were, like, back and forth on Instagram for, like, three weeks. The dude was like, I'm going to sue you, Johnny Knoxville, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> taking it to the Wrestling IG. Wrestling's funny, man. Yeah. Wrestling's hilarious. Yeah. It's sick to the level of commitment. They really, uh, they really go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. But, all right, you guys, we're, we're pretty far in. Should we? 
Let's do it. Should we hit this button? I, I was waiting for the the clean transition. I know. Someone I, I was. <laughs> I was gonna do it earlier. You you mentioned something about family in one of the movies, and I was gonna. I was if 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 you would have talked just a little bit less in that monologue, I would have transitioned from family into uh, in, yeah. into what a cast we had in this movie today because there were <laughs> there were some family members. There's some Lord of the Rings members. Yeah, this movie is pretty much just a epilogue to the Lord of the Rings. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think this movie would cost to cast now if you were to like recast this movie? Like, what do you know. think the budget would be? Um, what do you think it would be like to get Usher Raymond to play a minuscule character? <laughs> that was the that was the craziest uh, part to me. I was like, they got Usher in this movie, and he's like a background dude. Yeah. I couldn't but think he about has like a couple lines. I couldn't think about what girl was from for the longest time until I realized she's she's the she's the mom of the family or she, yeah she's kind of the mom of the family. Uh, Which the, family? The Fast family. Oh yeah. Um, Wait, Paul Paul Walker's uh, wife in Fast and the Furious is the Delaney girl. Delaney. Which one was that? Was that the emo? It was the girl that was making out with Elijah Wood at the end. The girl that was dating. Oh yes, that's that. Yeah, holy shit! Wow. Dude, I was like, she's so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's nuts. Yeah. I was so caught up on Elijah Wood that I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, and then Josh Hartnett. But yeah, let me. I'm gonna hit, hit the button. button. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Give me a fucking break, buddy. Oh shit! Here we go again. Where did you find this movie, Kyle? <laughs> I was just I was per- perusing HBO Max and I saw the cover and I was like I read the description and I was like okay this is either going to be like complete garbage or like good. And I, I thought, was like in the, yeah. I thought I've seen every teen movie from 97 to 03 but apparently I missed out on this one somehow. I don't know on all those days of watching FX movies and shit tnt movies i don't know how i didn't see this one this had to have been like on tv like at noon a lot i don't even know maybe (laughs) this this movie might have been one of those movies that they couldn't play on tv because of like the the random gore scenes yeah i think that's something that i wasn't expecting and ready for but was one of the highlights of the movie was just like the different body gore yeah and random things like that like the the one woman in the bathroom, her like skull just like falling oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that was like almost like shining level of creepy. That, oh. that, was, that was like not. I mean, not really, but he it just, was like <laughs> he's like, okay, yeah, I'll hug you. I'll hug you. She just like takes off her <laughs> shirt and gets naked. I'm like, this is like the shining scene with the fucking lady getting old and creepy. Like, and she just hugs him, and I'm like, at first I was thinking like Elijah Wood was gonna walk in and be like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, did we say the no, movie that, title? No, we have. Well, yeah, uh, a little bit. The earlier. Faculty. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Okay. The Faculty, everyone. Fucking, yeah. no. It, it, that The gore was pretty wild, and I thought a lot of it was like, the, up until a certain point, I was like, whoa, they're really nailing it on these like gore scenes. Like, they're done really well, and it's all like practical effects, and it's like, like suspenseful. And then they had the fucking scene where they chopped off like the one lady's head, and it's like a CGI like spider. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, you guys are doing like so good." <laughs> yeah, dude. Right, be- right before that, all I could think of was this dude. He just buckles in and he goes, 
I crashed cars, baby, and just ran right into that bus. <laughs> He's like, only one solution for this crazy bitch in the back. Oh, uh, yeah. No, did, that was, did anyone that was think John Stewart was going to be a good guy in this one? Who is John Stewart? You don't know who John Stewart is? Uh, the Daily oh, Show? yeah. Which one? Yeah, that he was, was the, the science Stewart's teacher. John Stewart's in this fucking movie. It's crazy. Wait, That's which character saying. was he? He was the science teacher. Oh. He was the teacher. Nah, you I don't know who John Stewart is, Stevie? Like the news broadcaster yeah, guy? He was John, in this movie? Yes. Yeah. He was young, though. He was a little younger. He that was, was the craziest one on here. I was like, how the fuck? They got John Stewart playing like a random in this yeah. like movie I've never heard of before. <laughs> it was probably like four years before he got Daily Show. This cast is crazy. No, it really was. I really just thought it would have been perfect if the Mary Beth girl, the girl that was like, I guess, like the, the mother load of it all. Dude, that was Samuel yeah. Hayek. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> but if the Mary Beth girl would have been Anna Ferris, this movie just would have been perfect. Like, <laughs> That'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Fucking, um, but yeah, no, I definitely, you, I feel like it's part of that. I thought he was going to be like the good guy or like yeah like one of the faculty who would help out yeah exactly at that moment too it was like all six of the the team kind of was there together they were really all figuring it out and then he walks in and i'm like oh yeah he's about to be their saving grace but he turned bad so quick and that's when i noticed it being bad uh cgi when they chopped his fingers off it was like you could see clear clear plastic fingers but then the fingers started running around everywhere and i'm like oh my god that'd be so creepy if you just chop someone's fingers off and they start running (laughs) oh man i was worried they were gonna like slip through their pants i don't know wait have you guys ever heard not to switch off this movie already but have you guys ever heard of a movie called the hand no. No. All right. Oh, I've heard of Teeth. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Okay. That movie I saw at like seven, uh, like two, I, I don't know, just at a young ass age. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But it's literally about a hand that just runs around and yeah. it like will throw saw blades at you and like all this shit. It just murdered everybody. And that sounds yeah. freaky. So the fingers kind of reminded me of that because the hand be scurrying like that, like a fucking spider and shit. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think one of the things that was really effective about this film was how they were able to, uh, like, build tension with the cause of infection. And also how, like, how it was kind of like you don't know who's who. I yeah. thought they did that really well. And um, sort of, like, the method in which you would get infected is so, like, subtle and quick and slick that they were able to do a lot of interesting things with that. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely was like a fun ass ride, like watching this movie. Like I don't know, it just it took so many turns too. And by by the time when they figure out that like the drugs that dude was making could do it, and they're all just in that fucking room, high as fuck. Yeah, but that shit was crazy. They're like making each other do the drugs. Yeah, I'm like, this is like an interesting turn right here. There's like this like weird dynamic and metaphor for like the movie being about uh, like kids <coughs> wanting to have their own thought. And like their own way of living, and like adults trying to like force and mold people into being like the members of society that they want them to be. Um, totally. And then like the drugs fall into that element of just being like, nah, don't listen to them. Do the drugs. That's stay aligned. Um, <laughs> I also just like liked the dynamic between the kids. That was kind of nice. Yeah. I thought at first I'm like it's kind of like it's kind of crazy. I'm like people people bitch about Euphoria school, but look at this school. Like these <laughs> this school is crazy. Like they pull up and the the one girl was dragging one girl out of a car by her hair because they got into a fender bender. 
Uh, you guys noticed that at the very beginning? Yeah, like fighting in the parking lot. Yeah. Like. And then the other girl was like, her and her boyfriend were like beating the shit out of each other. Like at some point in the school, I'm like, yo, this school is fucking crazy. But then it was like, like old dude Elijah Wood, Casey was getting his ass beat like the whole time. Uh, yeah. One girl was just such a bitch to old girl. She would just walk up out of nowhere and be like, hey, lesbian, is this your girl right here? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like these people are crazy, low key. Like I don't know, it it was a, it was an interesting thing. But I always love it when people get like forced together and yeah. I don't know. I loved when yeah. Al- Elijah's Wood's character was with that one girl, the hot girl, and she was like, "Are you hitting on me?" He was like, "No, no, no, no way, never." But she was <laughs> feeling him. Yeah, and he's just like, "No, no, no, you got it wrong." Yeah, and at the end, I mean, he, you know, yeah. he prevailed. Yeah. He was on, yeah, it was interesting. And I think um, it is interesting how it's, it is like a direct metaphor for like, like, with like kids versus like teachers or like a th- figures of authority or ideas yeah. of like adulthood almost. Um, <laughs> and drugs being the savior. Yeah, being like, oh, fuck that. Like, we're going to get high. Like, <laughs> um, but it was also interesting how the one football character was like, nah, I'm into like learning now. Yeah. I thought that was funny as hell and also <laughs> super like it's like what? Like everyone who was like, dude, what are you doing? was super right. Like no he would they were in the right using the wrong, being like, You're gonna quit like you're the quarterback. You're quitting football. Like senior year to be like, I'm gonna start studying now. And like <laughs> you're not gonna fucking go to college, bro. That's not gonna work. Like, <laughs> yeah, but old girl from Fast and the Furious was being a bitch. She was like making she fun. Was being, yeah. She was making fun of him for like she's like, oh, three syllable word there, Stan. Congrats. Dude. <laughs> but dude, I love how they utilize those like conventional um tropes in that way though because like even in a way where it was like they're obviously doing the trope shit it was so much fun like she was clearly like oh the superficial social climber cheerleader girl and he was like the jock who like well like i'm more than just like an athlete type shit yeah and then we had the the, i thought the one character was really interesting though and i had it i can't really think of other archetypes like him the the drug dealer character yeah where it's like oh like fuck up like dumbass but I, i guess maybe you have seen archetypes like that but he's like oh actually he's like super smart yeah and why did he get held back because this nigga's like they're clearly making him like it be known to the audience that this nigga's like smart as hell yeah yeah he, yeah, yeah. He, i feel like i feel like they do that character sometimes where it's like yeah because he had like the whole lab set up at the house and he was like yeah he was like the full-blown chemist at the crib making caffeine <laughs> caffeine pills into drugs and shit like but yeah, I, I guess he was like the "you're wasting your potential" character. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like the way they did it made it like just a little differently. But but you know, I don't know. I I'm trying to think of another movie that does that well. But but usually it's like the the kid that's like stuck at home because his parents were in Europe. Remember? Yeah. And, yeah. and usually like they kind of like have to fend for themselves, so it kind of makes them smarter in that aspect. I guess I don't know. Yeah, he was like, and he was also like worldly in a sense like he was like oh very like he knows all this actual like book smart things but he also knows how to function and like execute in reality like street yeah. smart whatever whatever type shit um but i, I don't know I, thought, I just think in general it's like a very fun movie it yeah was like yeah how about that uh that football scene once like a bunch of people are infected and the crowd just like kill kill <laughs> kill and then the one dude just tackles the guy. The guy's just, like, left there on the ground with his arms just, like, disheveled. And 
I was like, did they dude, kill they were, this dude? I know the, the dude, they were they were drilling down like every single like like it was like a slew of like the other team's guys getting taken out every play. Like, yeah. oh, he is like badly concussed. Like yeah. he needs to go to the hospital. They're like, getting tackled by like six people at once. And then you see, like, very subtly, like, them, like, just get very close to their face. But you can, you don't ever actually see, like, the alien kind of entering them in. But, like, then you, like, notice, like, at some point, like, the football players that got tackled, like, their tongues would do weird shit. And they would just have very subtle, weird shit kind of flapping out of their face a little bit. And, like, yeah, it was just, they were just infecting everybody. I was, I was like, excited at first when they, like, pull up to the football game. But then I was like, wait, once I noticed it, I'm like, this is like, I'm like, this is the worst place you can be right now. Cause I'm like, if everybody's infected at one point, they can just all turn on you. Like this whole fucking every, you know, 2000 people that are here right now, you know? Yeah. And that's what yeah, happened. Dude, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, what, what was the thought in like going to this fucking stadium of people who all are going to be against you? Did y'all expect blonde girl to be the, to be the one? She was the, I didn't, but it made sense, though. Yeah, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, I guess, like, you you didn't really have much. What about that explanation, though, when they, like, blocked her nostril and showed her, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then their little pinky turned into, like, the squid thing? Yeah, wait, wait, what happened to her at the end there? Did she, like, crystallize or, like, disintegrate? No, well, they all, like, they all, like, foamed with the white shit, and then they would just turn completely white. So it was like that body just still sitting there in the gym. I think so. That's crazy. It so, must be. Yeah. So at the end, when it was like him in the Time magazine, that was like real. Yeah. Okay. I, at first, yeah. I was like, did she just Photoshop these for this man and then make out with him? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because all it the was news weird too, because no one remembered. Like, didn't wasn't it like all the adults, the faculty didn't remember? They were just like everyone blacked out for like a month. Yeah, something like that. They're like, yeah, there was like eight faculty disappearances or something like that. Yes, that's what it was, yeah. Hmm. Was that them setting it up for a sequel? Maybe. <laughs> Faculty Dude. 2, university. <laughs> Damn. But no, I think um, it made sense for her to be like the mother, the the, the central parasite or whatever. Um, and logically, if you think about it, you're like, oh, of course, it's like the new person who's like new to town. And like, yeah. you don't know anything about her. And as soon as she arrives, it starts happening. So, um, why yeah, did she? I feel like why did she sorry, get the coach first? I feel like the coach was the first, right? That was the first scene of him getting like. Damn, maybe the coach yeah. was trying to hit on the girl or something like that. Like she seduced him. Yeah, I mean, that was their power. They would seduce people into. Yeah, that one teacher kept trying to seduce that boy, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I can't tell. No, but at the no, but at the dude. end they were together, were they? Yeah, yeah I, at thought, the, I thought it was implying that they had fucked or some shit. I no, thought that was like the whole thing. At the end, whenever he was playing football, remember he's playing football, and and I was like, wait, why is he a football player now? And then they're like, hey, new guy, put out that butt, you know, and because he, he's just smoking on the field. But she was in the bleachers, and she like winks at him. And he like Which nods is at her. Insane. Yeah, that's it's wild. Crazy yeah, that's crazy. But he's also a super senior, so he's probably like, he's 19. like nineteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not like it's not like super fucked up, but it is still like dude. No, it's not illegal, There's, but it's still super yeah. fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Power dynamics. Yeah. I and just it's also it was, like. It's also ahead, nine, no, you go ahead. It's pre nine eleven, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking um yeah it was just like dude there's no situation where a teacher and student are gonna in a high school are gonna be publicly like like she's coming to his car and shit after school like talking to him yeah like, but this it, is crazy but initially i think she was she when she first came to his car she was like being like hey you can't sell shit and he was like, hey, you want some cherry-flavored condoms? And she was like, that's rude, and walks away, like, all, like, upset. Like, I don't think they really showed off, like, that they were hooking up then, but I think after the alien shit, they decided to. I don't know. See, I thought it was implying that the reason he stayed back is because he was hooking up with her. And that's what she was kind of mad about. She was like, like da 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 da, like you're smarter than this. I in my mind, that's what I was reading it as initially. Like they ah. had a thing, mm. and and he was like, because it it I, there was tension there immediately. And also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I also just I just seriously love him that he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette in the middle of practice, and the coach's whole reaction is just, "Hey, put that out." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. God, I grew up in the wrong time. That would have been nice high Fire. school. I remember cool seeing like that. the 80s high school and everyone's always smoking in the bathrooms and shit. And I'm like, man. I think at college at one point, students could smoke in the classroom. That probably was the case at least maybe in the, the 60s, 70s. Yeah. That'd be cool as hell. Crazy. They, they got to bring back smoking and non-smoking. <laughs> just, just for the vibes. Just for the vibes. <laughs> just for the vibes. Oh, man. Yeah, this movie was good though. I I enjoyed it for what it was. They they did it they did it as well as they could have at the time for sure. Yeah, cool soundtrack. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Leave those kids alone. Yeah, that was a <laughs> That was the perfect usage of of another brick in the wall right there. Yeah. Yeah, super super on point. Yeah, fucking um and they showed some nudity, right? Um Shadow Loot okay. like it was the one girl came out and she was like, from whenever she was like the monster in the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. I was really I that. and both of them were uh, turned at the time. I remember that. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't expect Goth Girl to be turned, but I mean, I guess she got sucked into the fucking pool forever. I didn't get why yeah. Elijah Wood had saved her. Like she, do you remember that she gets knocked on her face? She starts bleeding and dragged into the pool. She's getting dragged halfway into the pool, and Elijah just throws a rope in and pulls her out. And I'm like, "Goth girl." Yeah. Yeah. I was worried she was a goner. Yeah, I would. No, I was like, I would have left so quick. Like, <laughs> I think I would have too. <laughs> he saved he said, her. That's and, done. And she came out infected. Like that was the whole reason she came out. Probably the thing let her out. I honestly thought more of the characters were gonna die, but I also have been maybe just watching more movies where all the characters die. Technically, no one died, right? Yeah. Well, maybe like the, the teachers did, right? Only the teachers who, like, I think got killed. Because, like, some people, they would just kill. Oh, and, and then they could get the virus infected. away? No, yeah. I, I don't know. It was, it well, who did weird. who did they kill? They Didn't they kill that old lady who was, like, well, in no, the closet? They they said that, um, well, the thing, the thing dehydrates you, that right? So that's why they had to oh. drink so much water. And she was going oh. through cancer, and she couldn't take the dehydration. So her body... Oh, I thought her, it was just because she was old and the cancer thing was a lie to get the students off of worrying. It was a lie and it wasn't at the same time. The cancer, I think, actually... Because de- the things had to drink all that water, remember? That's yeah. why that thing fucking like, exploded in the pool. You know what I mean? It was like nur- well-nourished. But, but they said that the cancer like 
dried her body out even more so she couldn't take the parasite. Got it. Did they 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 killed gotcha. that they killed John Stewart then though, right? Uh the kids did. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I, I think anyone the kids like explicitly killed is dead. Yeah, so the, it only it only you only turn back the niggas you didn't like drill down. Yeah. So the then the principal, Ms. Drake died. Um good. Yeah. Did that coach die? The football coach? He should. Nah, he lived. Yeah, he, he lived. was at the end. Yeah, that's crazy because he attacked somebody, right? Doesn't yeah, he like put gone. a pencil through somebody's hand? Probably. Or is that somebody different in the beginning of the movie? I think so. Then he uh, he attacked uh, he attacked uh, the principal. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was when he infected her. Yeah, I love the attack someone before that. No, and know. he didn't attack her because remember the old lady got her. Oh, that's right. And the old lady was that was like the flip. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like you think she's gonna be safe, and then she's like. I thought she was gonna be the one that was like the main one. I thought they were gonna go after Toach, and I'm like, oh no, you gotta get up to Miss Olsen. I love the the shot though, where it's like uh, Elijah Woods looking through the window, and the football coach is just sitting, standing there in the field with all the sprinklers going off. That was fire! Yeah, that was awesome. There was <laughs> just going like this, like the sprinklers running. The like between that's they were like in the closet in the one scene, and his his film camera had a normal lens on it. And then when they switched to that scene, suddenly the film camera has this like long ass telephoto lens on it, <laughs> so he could take that little like picture. Do they ever look at his pictures after he's taken them? No, I, I so. kept thinking that they were gonna be like somehow relevant to the story because he was like taking all of these pictures of the aliens. I'm just now seeing this Joker and Pearl meme. <laughs> 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 Broke ass, strong, and independent. <laughs> My bad. No, you're good. But yeah. no, I don't think okay. they ever showed Elijah's photos. That's funny. Maybe in the credits, and I didn't watch the credits. But I didn't watch the credits. That would have been a good spot for the, the photo montage. Maybe, maybe the post credit scene. <laughs> Google, does the faculty have a post credit scene? It's the girl breaking up with Elijah Wood. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't working. Fucking um. I was wondering. Nah, yeah. I was wondering who was gonna be like the leading guy of it. Was it gonna be Josh Hartnett or Elijah Wood? Who do you think it was? It was Elijah Wood. I think he was the yeah, hero. The Woodman came through there. Yeah, yeah, but I was like that. I mean, you're right about like them kind of playing with the d- dynamics because the old girl ended up with the nerdy dude at the end too. She she broke up or like the she lost her boyfriend that was the football guy, got with Elijah he, Wood. He was fucking with the goth girl, the yeah, football yeah. dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, up. yeah. He starts dating the goth girl, the fucking football, the the high school dude, jock. Is this movie the movie that lands Elijah Wood, Lord of the Rings? Uh, pretty <sighs> pretty close. Probably they saw what he could do. They said this guy is Frodo. <laughs> I think it is. I think this is the last thing he does before, oh, Deep Impact, maybe? Mm. Kyle, have you ever seen Alpha Dog? No, what's that? Oh, my God. It's based on a true story. It's got a, it's got a Neil Hirsch and Justin Timberlake in it. Um, Whoa. They, they, Alpha uh, Dog. And it's got Bruce Willis in it. Emil Hirsch is, like, the son of Bruce Willis, and they're, like, drug dealers. And they... Basically, one dude owes Emil Hirsch money, so they kidnap his little brother. And then they keep his little brother for two days, and Justin Timberlake's with his little brother, and they become, like, good friends. Whoa. And they're, like, partying and kicking it, but he's still kidnapped. And then Emil Hirsch is like, yo, you got to kill the kid. 
That takes shit. Does he do it? No, I don't tell me. Wait, uh, tell me. You'll, you'll, I mean, it's a true story in real life. Oh. Um, that this movie was made on. But the, the football player, Stan, is also, he's like, he's like the one that's actually ordered to do it. Damn. That sounds fire. I gotta tap in. This yeah. Sick. <laughs> Alpha Dog's a great movie. It's wild. I can't believe I never heard of this. Dude, there's so many, like, because I mean, I felt similar to what you guys were saying about, like, I thought I had seen all, like, the teen movies from this time. And then it's like, oh, there's there's another one. Like, there's, they just keep revealing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they had a, you guys, you guys seen Scary Movie 1, right? I mm-hmm. think so. They all kind of blend together. Anna Faris's boyfriend in Scary, it's the Scream one. It's the one that really okay, okay, focuses okay. on Scream. Um Anna Ferris's boyfriend was in this movie, like her boyfriend in Scary Movie. Damn. He he played like the Bobby dude. He was like just randomly on like during this one scene just like staring at Josh Hartnett as he's like walking through the the campus, but yeah, this movie had so many fucking people in it. Like, I feel like me. somebody saw it's like a, a few industry people saw this movie and they were like, "Wow, this is a great cast. We got to start poaching, <laughs> poaching from this movie." Yeah, one casting director just like Profited off of seeing faculty. It reminds me of um, kind of like <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer in terms of the casting, where it's like, yeah. oh, this was like a weird period of time where you had like ten niggas or like however many people who like after this movie is made, you can never get them all in the same movie. Like it would be insanely expensive. Like they all went on. A lot of people went on to become like yeah, way bigger deals. Yeah. So. Also, uh, Hyde from that '70s show was low key in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very small role. So was Usher an actor before he was a singer, or was he singing at this time too? He had to. Have been I singing. think he was singing. Yeah, he Did was he? I think he singing. was. This was '98. That was, that's what was crazy about this because I feel like, man, was this before Usher was super popular? Because I was in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, if they knew it was Usher, wouldn't they want to make him a bigger role? Like he would be a draw. In I feel because I all I remember from when I started hearing about Usher, it was like Confessions time when I was yeah, a kid. but he was he but was, he was probably bigger than I realized. Yeah, I was he a kid. had a seven oh one, but that's two thousand oh one. That's what I'm saying. This is ninety eight. No, nah, he so he, maybe he was just low key. Like they were just like, this is some random kid. I mean, he put out uh he put out an album in ninety four, and put out an album in ninety seven. But A seven oh one probably really made him big. And then it was confessions after that. But he was yeah, I mean he was probably just like um Oh damn, this guy worked on screen too, the director. I'm trying to think, but like a lot of a lot of rappers would do movies back then and shit like that and you know, like a different different singers and shit, you know, like Oh no, definitely you know, like Ludacris has done like some smaller movie roles where he's not the main shit. You know what I mean? Like before he was doing big roles. Like I guess I just I, for a second there I was wondering if Usher was an actor turned singer. Yeah, but it's like you still got to, You know, <laughs> even if you're well, yeah, maybe. But no, actually, no, no, no. Usher, I think was like at least he had always been acting a little bit because I feel like my mom, my mom was an Usher fan, right? Like I loved Confessions because like it was big on MTV, but my mom also fucked with Usher, right? And I think she liked him because he was on a, some soap opera or some shit. Mm. I'm, I'm pulling up and seeing what his, his acting career looks like. I'm pretty sure he just did the same thing that like Watch actors this. do with acting. It just worked his way up and was like down to do like 
bunch of different roles, you know. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. He's in a movie called Light It Up. She's All That. He's in She's All That. Yeah, he's in yeah. Geppetto. Mm. movie? What? He's in a lot of movies. Good on him, Texas Rangers. I feel like there's an era of movies that isn't necessarily on streaming or it's just buried deep on streaming that I want to dive into more. Like this movie? Mm-hmm. I can't believe like I've never even heard of this movie remotely. It is like real like some shit you would have caught on TV randomly. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where I feel like I was thinking about the other day actually how like with TV not being a thing anymore. But I think yeah, with with TV not being a thing anymore, it's interesting how the discovery aspect of films has kind of changed and a lot more stuff is geared toward like prestige in a way where I don't think TV was never formatted to be like showing prestigious films and shit like that. It was always like some weird like outlier shit or like shit that they could like afford to have IPO or whatever the hell. Yeah. I think about that too, but I also think that there is like the slew of like shitty Netflix films that like people love. You know what I mean? Like what was that mm-hmm. what was that one movie that I got the, the, the one dude from my job picked and it had um, Oh man. Oh uh, shit. It oh, was uh it, it was Aquaman in it. Like Never Tomorrow. What was it called? Uh I remember Fuck. I like my, it was like my oh. girl or some shit like that. Pretty or, girl. I don't know. It was, what was that dude's name? What's Aquaman's name? Fuck. Jason Momoa. Jason um, Momoa. All right, give me a second. I know what you're saying. I think what's also interesting is I feel like, you know, back in the day people would tune in all at the same time to something, um, like together. Like you'd call up somebody mm. and be like, yo, you watch Sweet Seinfeld. Girl. Sweet girl. But but now it, it, there's this element of like FOMO with content, especially uh, streaming content, that like suddenly mm-hmm. out of nowhere a show comes out and everybody is talking about one show, they binged it, you got to see it, like that was like the Dahmer show recently. Yeah, I was really surprised how much that popped off because I saw that and I was not really interested. Then all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. like this show everybody's watching, even though. They know it might not be that great, and they're not even really interested in it, but everyone's seen it, so they're watching it together. Yeah, they want to be able to talk about it. It's like, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's something where people want to be a part of the conversation. I also think people like consuming reactions more so than, like, the thing sometimes. Like, they yeah. want to be able to, like, consume a reaction and understand. It's like when you listen to a new album, and you immediately, like, want to find like a reviewer reaction video or you want to immediately talk to someone about it. I think it's like the same type of feeling. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm not really like one to always fall into like the, everybody's watching it trap, but there's a lot of times when I, when I do it late and then I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have been a part of this. You know, like squid (laughs) games was that for me. Like I loved squid Mm. games so much that I was like, but like for the first like month or two of it, I was like, fuck i want to watch this for you know like everybody's talking about this shit like i don't care you know i just saw it as like this cartoony thing you know like it was just very i don't yeah. know but i didn't even know what yeah. it was but but then i watched it and i was late but then it's like this Dahmer shit it's like i don't i don't know if i like i don't want to be a part of this you yeah know? i think yeah, i'm not watching that shit <laughs> i'm not watching the shit uh there's like i think hbo is like one of the maybe the only one that does it right by doing it weekly because yeah. at least it gives you a chance where it's like 
Sunday nights, you get on at nine o'clock, and there's House of the Dragon talk. Well, I think Sunday night Dude. is a is a very specific night too, because Atlanta's weekly. You know what I mean? Rehearsal was the same shit too, and rehearsal had like some discussion around it, of course. But it'd be like the weekend. Yeah, but Friday night's a tough night. Thursday is a tough day. You know what I mean? Sunday yeah. night is Sunday's a, perfect. Is a good Before night. Before it was Sunday too, bro. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's not much that's like, you know, Euphoria was truly the best weekly episode. Dude, Euphoria Sundays was something different. Yeah. It was insane. It's it's wild, though, because it's like shit is just going full circle back to, like, cable. Like, it legitimately is like people are like, well, it's kind of better to watch week by week. And it is. Like, it is. And, and I think um, it, it's super interesting. Fucking, um, man. I, I remember you guys were talking about that Netflix idea. Yeah, I was just uh, about yeah. to say that. If Netflix just put a channel... On their shit that was live every Friday night, they could put their top movies of the week. You know what I mean, or like. Yeah, I know. I I I, I thought that was a really a good idea, and I also think the the fact that people like want randomization more than selection. Like, I feel like there was this whole time period where it was like you choose what you want when you want, but in reality, people do want a variety of chance. They wanted they want to discover in a way that's like. Oh, I was just turned this thing on and this yeah. was on. I watched it and I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that's something that maybe HBO Max and some of the other like non-Netflix uh, streaming services kind of understand a little bit more with the way that they're like presenting and rolling shit out to where it's like, okay, you're rolling out an episode every single week. Like the conversation around it is growing, but in a, in a way where you could still come in and tap in and it's not like, uh, like how they're dropping like the entirety of a season, and it's like you yeah. watch it in a weekend, and everyone talks about it that weekend, and then never again. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what happened with the last season of Stranger Things, and it's just like the impact is way lower than it would have been in like 2016 because there's all these other competition yeah. sources. And I feel like Netflix doing the split seasons is kind of hard on on the show anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the split season's the way to go, like part one and part two. Yeah, I think they just need to give in to the fact that weekly releases work better. And they have, they do do some things that are weekly. I think. Yeah, you know? they're starting to get better about it. But I, oh, sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. I also think that idea you guys were talking about, um, the post talk shit. Like, I don't know why shows aren't doing that because I remember Talking Dead. I used to watch Walking Dead when I was yeah. a kid. I remember Talking Dead, and it was dumb popular. It was yeah. like. Equal, almost equally as popular as the show because everyone would be like, oh yeah, I want to see the niggas talk about it after I watch the yeah. episode. And I feel like so many more shows should utilize that. Euphoria did it to a degree with the post credit scenes where they kind of yeah. be doing it. But if like, I feel like all the shows that are like trying to like, like, I don't know, all the shows, like a lot more shows should utilize that. Yeah, they could. As an opportunity. They could easily like transition that into podcast too where it's like all right we do a 30 minute show after the show but you can get the hour and a half long podcast of it you know on this other platform too that's just audio or whatever you know and they could just do you know a cut down version just mix mix television programming with podcasting in a way too you know but yeah because it's just also this element of like when you hear more about like an episode explained part of you wants to go back and watch it again um, and explore those different ideas and thoughts and, like, look at it with a new lens. Yeah. I don't know. I think Netflix does a bad job at getting people to re-engage with their content. Um, They're fumbling, man. There's also just something with, and this is all streaming platforms, but, like, there's something with their user interface that, like, you open it up, and it's really hard to find something new that you weren't expecting to watch. 
Yeah. Like, I do think all of yeah. them are like, they all feel the same for that for me. Like, Hulu is the worst one to open up, if you ask me. Hulu, Hulu you can't even navigate it. Yeah. Like. HBO. Like, you have to know what you want to see. HBO, I do feel like, you know, once, you know, you, you look through it once and it's like every time you go back in, it looks almost exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and then you see the new release section that has like six new releases on it that you're like, okay, there might be something in there. But, you know, besides that, it looks pretty much the same to me every time. See, but I think I, to, in my eyes, I feel like that kind of works to HBO's favor because like, I feel like when I go on Netflix, it's like I'm seeing a million different things. So none of it is really yeah. grabbing me. But when I go on HBO, every single time I go on, I see like a couple movies that I'm like, oh, I want to watch this right now. True. And then true. when you want to find newer shit, like you actually have to search. Yeah. Like you can even go in the movies and it's not going to show all the movies you have. You have to like click on a movie and then see the suggestion underneath and click yeah. on another movie. And it reminds me of like, that's how I used to like find artists and shit would just be like, you keep clicking through a YouTube wormhole yeah. and you're like, oh, this is, and you find out about shit. So I feel like, in yeah. that sense, I feel like HBO has been a little bit better in that way because it doesn't feel like Netflix is just giving you a billion fucking things at one time. And yeah. it's just like, Netflix, what the hell? I'll log into Netflix sometimes and it'll be like looking for something like, oh, this is brand <laughs> new today. Everybody's talking about it right now. I'm like this should be re- this should be one of the first things I find, and then it's like, yeah, where the fuck is this? You know, and I and I think totally. that it's supposed to be so close, so I keep scrolling looking for it, and I never search it, and then eventually like have to search it, and and then it's the Dude, first thing in search, but it's like, yeah. Dude, and I get that thing on Netflix too, where I'll like go into Netflix one time and I'll see some shit that I want to watch. I'm like, oh shit, like da da da. And I'm like, and it, like maybe for some reason I don't have time to add it to my list or like whatever. And I'm like, I'm sure I'll see it like when I open it up again. And then I can't, I don't ever see it again. Like that's yeah. happened to me like multiple times. And then months later I'll be like, oh shit, this is that thing I saw and wanted to watch. And then I'll watch it. Yeah. That, that's fair. I, I think you're right on that, that HBO does a good job of at least like reinforcing that they have this available. Cause there's a few yeah, different, it's... there's a few different shows that are on its front page now that I'm like, oh, I definitely want to check that out. And it's, like, still there every time I log in. Whereas Netflix, I have to do this thing where if I, like, want to watch something and I don't want to forget about it, I have to click play on it and let it play for, like, a few seconds so that it's in my continue watching. Totally. I wonder if it is. I I bet you it is because the more I've, like, looked at, like, you know, you look at something like Peacock, right? Or even, like, Paramount. You go to their movies. You can genuinely scroll through their A to Z movie list. Like, within, like, five minutes, you know, within, like, a couple, you know, you can generally see all their movies, like, pretty quick, you know? And so I'm wondering, like, it seems like Paramount and Peacock and maybe even HBO Max have, like, a smaller list than Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, they may only have, like, you know, 100 to 150 movies to choose from at a time, while Netflix probably has, like, you know what I mean? Like, 2,000 right now. You know what I mean? Like... That might be the case. Yeah. There's also this element with HBO that, like, you have a pretty good faith if you're clicking on something HBO original content that it'll at least be trying to be pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes with, like, others, I kind of have to have a word-of-mouth trust to know that I'm not going to be disappointed. Totally. Yeah, no, I feel like, especially anything that's, like, an HBO original as opposed to, like, a Max show, I feel like off top I'm, like, I'm going to know, like, okay, this will be, like, a certain quality level. I also think there was a period, like, mid, like, lockdown shit, like, 2020, where I was, like, yo, HBO Max is, like, killing it. Like, everything was, like, HBO Max has fire, and everything else is just, like, whatever. 
Yeah, and they had that one deal with Warner Brothers that they could put out the movies right away. Yeah, yeah. they took over a COVID year because of that. <laughs> Dude, if they really get absorbed by the Discover shit or whatever, I'm gonna be pretty upset. Yeah, because HBO to... Max is still my like my favorite one. For yeah, sure. I was about to ask what you think about that because that is like some crazy shit. That's like HBO Max and Warner in general is just like this like mm-hmm. hot potato right now, more or less. That it's like. What the fuck's going to happen? See, I'm a little confused because I'm not sure if it's like HBO or just the HBO Max aspect. And if all the HBO properties are going to be retained somewhere else. Because um, I just know that there's like there's a difference between the two. I've heard that it's like Max is yeah. a little bit different than the actual HBO. But I just don't like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like I don't have all the information. And I know like the legalities to a lot of shit is the reason that it happens. And it's probably not like they're looking, they're not assessing the platform and the performance of the platform and being like, Oh, we need to do this deal. It's probably something that was like, like inevitable. Um, Wait, something, something also came out recently though, where like, I think the people that were like originally had HBO max before this deal, like somehow inflated their subscriber numbers. That is a truth. Yeah, that that came out recently that they had inflated their subscriber yeah. thing. I think HBO as a company is good and will be the same. It's just like the HBO Max original content is iffy on what will survive in the merger. I I think what part of what happened was they didn't make enough money back on those movies that they did do that thing with the deal. The yeah. Warner Brothers as a whole company lost a bunch of money doing all of the like dune batman premieres mm. um and so like they've had to matrix. restructure a bunch of stuff because of that um, Oh, matrix man. Um, yeah they probably put a ton of money into that new matrix movie that bombed but it's it's it's, it's crazy because like even though that was an amazing time period like paramount this year has like crushed it uh with all of their releases um and kind of made Warner Brothers look a little bit bad. And they're also giving yeah. out subscriptions like candy. Yeah, like because I mean, like they had they had Maverick, they had I forgot what other ones they had. Wait, Dude, no, Maverick Maverick's not on Paramount, is it? I'm pretty sure it's a Paramount movie. It's a Paramount. Oh yeah, it's a Paramount movie. Not Paramount Plus, but Paramount as a company. Because like yeah. that's what's happening. I think is that Warner Brothers is struggling, and so like their, you know, like subsidy of HBO Max is therefore struggling too. Okay, but since Paramount's booming, they can give they out can the give out the plus. Yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, okay. interesting, interesting. Because I was gonna say I don't know anyone who has Paramount. I mean, I haven't even seen what the Paramount shit looks like. I have T-Mobile, and they gave me like a free year of it. And Paramount, oh, okay. Paramount's low key lit. It's got some, you know, it's got its own little section of shit. They could be better because they own like, they own like MTV and Nickelodeon. And like, oh word okay you know and then they have like paramount shit they have like they have a whole godfather show that's actually like really good um, really yeah it's called the offer it's about the making of the godfather like the it's about, oh yeah i heard you guys talking about that on the godfather episode. yeah it's really good and I was, um, yeah they you know and then they have some of their you know their bigger movies that they put on there and shit and it's probably a better for like families and kids you know what i mean but it's not a bad app i like the app got you yeah, it fucking, I don't know, maybe my mom will get it. I feel like they need to do more, like, bundle things, which is weird because it'll just be cable, where it's just, like, yeah, yeah. you pay one thing and then you get all these Well, that's what the, services. I think, I think Showtime, I think Showtime got bought out by Paramount or something. 
because Showtime mm-hmm. app got like put into the Paramount app, which Showtime had a hold of a lot of A twenty four movies too. Yeah, really. That's where yeah. The, that's where screens just went. Yeah, after so, they disappeared on me. Yeah, so a lot of stuff has been moved over to Paramount recently, and more stuff is combining. You know, Peacock might be the ultimate. Um, I think you know there's there's rumors of I guess Universal and shit like buying into um, Warner Brothers and shit, so they might get the HBO Max content. That's crazy. That's insane. The thing that like is a little not scary to me, but like. I wonder about is like the movies we lose in the fire of streaming. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. like in a way, like the movies that exist on Netflix, HBO, et cetera, like right now are like the most popular movies for better or worse. And I'm sure that there's a lot of amazing movies that like are just getting forgotten about in a way. Well, like culturally irrelevant now because they haven't been on streaming or had a popular internet moment. You brought that up earlier about like, you know, what, what are these movies that like, you know, are just missing now you know what i mean and there's probably a lot of them but i feel like i feel like everybody who owns move you know rights to movies who wants them is actively trying you know what i mean or they're they're doing it you know what i mean i feel like there's a lot of shit that people just don't want on streaming you know what i mean and they have the rights to and they're kind of fine with it being dead yeah i'm sure that there are a lot of, a lot of movies too that people want to pay for so much that they don't make sense to give them to streaming yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of Wes Anderson movies aren't. Maybe that's not true. I think those are just divided up, but. Yeah. But, but yeah, something like that, that would make sense, too. You know what I mean? Like, Tarantino's pretty stretched out, but Tarantino could easily be like, oh, I want to, you know, if he signed a new distribution deal for, like, Blu-ray, you know what I mean? Exclusive Blu-rays from one company and just took all his shit off streaming, that might be a really good move for him to do, or Wes Anderson, or, like, an established director. But, like, whoever did mystery team with ben stiller you know what i mean like may not care about that movie enough to like get it on stream you know true. what i mean like that may end up on like uh what that, is it Tubi. yeah but yeah but but maybe they don't even care enough you know there's probably a ton of movies out there that like you know that people just don't care about anymore <laughs> I don't that's know. sad and those are the ones we're gonna lose it's interesting i recently discovered like a uh uh like a like more niche streaming service thing it's called like write brain tv like write like like writing um and they just do like they have like a very small like 10 movies and they like rotate them every month and it's just like super specific like random uh contemporary like art house films um that's sick and it's kind of interesting i've been thinking about getting that because it's like i feel like if i had something like that i'd probably I'd watch, I'd probably actually watch all the movies and it would be some shit where it's like, this is, these are movies you really cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. Like it's very much like, like they had trash humpers on there. I don't know if you guys have ever seen trash humpers, but you can't, you can't get trash humpers on the internet, like pretty much at all. No, what is it? Um, it's a Harmony <laughs> Corinne film. Same dude who did Spring Breakers. Um, it's fire. Stevie, you're um, aware. Uh, no, it just makes sense that uh, for some reason Kyle knowing a movie called Trash Humpers makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, like is it, it makes sense in the I Crash Cars universe way. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. No, like this def- this this film has definitely been a source of inspiration. But like, <laughs> fucking um, basically it's like a, a movie shot on VHS, and he did this like at a point in his career where he was like kind of like been away for a while. And he made it, he said he wanted it to be, like, not even, like, a real movie. He wanted it to be, like, a videotape you find in the woods. Wow. Like, he, that he wanted to release it by, like, 
dropping it at random like blockbusters and this is a while ago like blockbusters and shit and just like leaving it on the front door like that was like how it'd be released like he didn't want to put it on theaters anything like that um but it's like it's like this 90 minute film entirely shot on vhs and the backbone is that like when he was a kid he had like he would see like um there was like an old folks home like across from where he lived and he would see like old people like humping trash cans sometimes and it kind of like burnt into his mind as a kid because they were like i don't know they had like dementia or some shit like some mental issues and then he would see them at night sometimes like fucking trash cans so he essentially like made a movie kind of about that and of which it's like a bunch of people in this really creepy like old like clearly like old people mask like they're not trying to hide the fact that it's an old person mask um but they look really fucking creepy and weird and they're like fucking trash cans and doing all this wild shit. It's kind of like like a lot of his movies, it's not like a real story, but it walks this fine line of being super fucking creepy and weird, but also hilarious in some parts. Like there are genuine parts where you're like, this is funny as fuck. It's crazy. Trash Humpers? Is that what it's called? Humpers. I'm going to have to trash check that humpers, out. Yeah, yeah you guys out. should definitely check it out. It's uh. It's fun. It's a little tedious though. Like you really gotta be like, okay, I'm about to watch this. Like I, yeah. I've tried to watch it with people a couple times and I'd be like, okay, we have to turn this off. Maybe like, I can't. I can't watch this right now. Maybe we'll do it in November just for the pod. That's that seems like a good movie for the pod. Like that's when I yeah, like have dude. to like force myself to watch some shit I maybe wouldn't watch. Dude, if you guys are gonna watch that, let me know because I'll come on for that one. Because that's yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I'm trash numbers is sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get you back for it. Kyle, at some point you gotta watch Mulholland Drive. Oh yeah, I need that. I need to tap in. I've never, I've never seen it. What's that? It's a, it's a David Lynch movie. It's like kind of scary, like stressful, film noiry, but not. I don't know. It's like one of the most uncomfortable movies I've watched. Whoa. And like it doesn't make sense, but it does make total sense once you finish it. I don't know. It, he he started just by shooting like one scene at a time on it when he first got a digital camera. And then, like, he mm. got an idea for a whole movie and, like, based it around the few scenes he had shot and just kept shooting things. Wow. Have you have you guys seen um, Twin Peaks? Yep. Yeah. I just finished the, the Rebirth season earlier this year. Really? The, third, like June, yeah. the third season? Yeah. Did you I like it? I just finished it. Yeah, it was tight. I liked it more than uh, the original. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird and strange at times, but I I enjoy the ride. Yeah, I felt like it, it's super weird, but I felt like oddly enough, it made more sense to me like than the first one. I thought like, even though it was super weird, the logic of it was like it was there. They were doing things that were like atypical and didn't feel ingrained in reality sometimes. But um, yeah. Have you watched Firewalk with me? Yes. Yeah, I watched that right after. Yeah, yeah that one. That's like maybe the craziest part of it all, or like the darkest. I don't know so dark insanely that one is like fuck yeah it's crazy how like uh like fantastical he's able to make some of these things where it's like it exists in such a a strange space of like non-reality but then the subject matter will be like holy shit dude like this is like some heavy shit like this is not even yeah it's nuts it's nuts yeah like cozy on the outside but like fucked up on the inside totally it's a that's a great way to describe it um fucking speaking of super uncomfortable movies though have you guys seen crash um, I don't know if as a kid the one where it's like about a bunch of different people nah that's it 
That one's funny as hell, though, but no. <laughs> there is... What's the other one? Because I feel like this has happened to me before where someone's asked about Crash and I've said, talked about that movie. Wait, what that, movie? That There's two different hilarious. Crash movies. That's the one where Sandra Bullock falls down the stairs. That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, me and Kendall watched that movie when we were like 16 or 17 and we were literally like dying laughing the whole time. We it might have like, been with... Fucking... Might have been with him on the pod where this happened before, but oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What's the other one? Um, it's by Cronenberg, who's this dude who does like he did like The Fly, a bunch of body horror movies. Okay. Um, and wait, was it Cronenberg? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was it Cronenberg? Let me check really quick. I think it, was... it might have been Cronenberg, or it might be because that dude's son is doing the new Mia Goth movie, right? Crash is like a isn't it? It's like a movie with like six plots, and they all come crashing together. In a car crash. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that one. But this is a different one. <laughs> no. it, it is, oh, okay, okay, that's okay. That's the okay. other one. That's yeah, the yeah, Sandra that's Bullock the one. one. Okay. That's the okay. Terrence Howard one. That's fucking Sandra Bullock falling <laughs> down the stairs in slow motion. That movie's hilarious, but um I don't this, think that movie, movie's supposed to be hilarious. No, but. it's not. It, <laughs> it won it won a fucking like Oscar for movie of the year or some shit. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, when we saw the movie, we thought like this is an extreme comedy. But um, Crash was, came out Mad in '96, and it's about Mad Dillon. It fucking Crash came out in '96, and it's a movie about people who have like are sexually aroused by car accidents. Oh, it's one of the most uncomfortable watches. I probably yeah, it is Cronenberg. Ever watched? It's pretty wild. I really want to see his movie that came out this year. Oh yeah, I didn't get to check that out. Crimes, uh, crimes yeah. of the future. Yeah, that looked tight. It was it was in theaters for like a super short window. Yeah, movies are so confusing. Like especially art, more artsy indie movies are so confusing on when they release, because some of them will come for like a week during the summer or when they actually come out, and then they'll actually have their real run in the fall or like as Oscar season's heating up. Yeah, it's so weird. It's on uh, Prime though right now. Is Prime it? Prime to rent for like three bucks. Yeah. Dang. Kyle, have you heard uh, there is a Chucky documentary that's been making its way through film festivals the last month? No, is that on the original? Um, it's gonna be about like the series as a whole. Oh, sick! No, I didn't know. It's about this. It's this. The girl who directed it, her dad was the puppeteer, or one Word. one of the puppeteers. Like not for the original three, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. she talked to, you know, a lot of people from the originals as well. But. I've heard it's really good, and I've been like waiting to see it, and they'd have no like release date for it, but but apparently it's really good, and I'm just like surprised that a Chucky documentary is going around. No, that's sick. Yeah, I got to tap in. Yeah, the the I cover art looks dope. I just saw the 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 poster today. It looks fucking sick. I like a documentary. Living with Chucky, the Chucky story. <laughs> you know, Brad Dorif, the voice of Chucky, is the kid that kills himself in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Really? Yeah. You ever seen One Flew Over? No, I've never seen that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. I mean, movie. I, I have no context for it, so I feel like... Yeah. Well, Brad Dorif is a kid in that movie, and he's the he's Charles Lee Ray from Chucky. Like, he's like the... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's him, and he voices... Oh, so is this like a movie from, like, the 40s or some shit? Yeah, One Flew Over is, like, from the 60s with Jack Nicholson. Okay. It's it's about a book. Dude. It's, it's, Jack Nicholson is old. No, you need, yeah, you need to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's when he was still young. Old Jack Nicholson. Fucking, it's a great I, book. I, 
I've heard of the book, and I know it's like, because I know the book is, um, the book is like connected, or not connected, I know it was like One Flew of the Cuckoo Next to Kill a Mockingbird. It was like all these like uh, English class like yeah. books you're supposed to read. But we didn't have, we never had to read One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. But I know yeah, I like think that one, canon that one probably got literature. took out eventually, like for being like too graphic, more or less. Like, Word. They ended up making that Netflix show Ratchet. That's oh, a, yeah. the origin stories about Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Man, <laughs> they try to make a universe out of anything these days. Yeah, it started out interesting. I watched a little bit of it. Did it? Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it. No, I'm Fair enough. It. Fair enough. It's on Max. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, it's a great movie. The book is about is about Chief though. Chief? Yep. You seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. Remember Chief? Uh huh. Yeah, the book's mainly about him. Is it, f- is it from his perspective? Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Holy Just shit. They got fucking... Um... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. They got Citizen Kane on here. Ah. On Max? Yeah. They got everything on here. Like, all the, like... They have a lot of older films, I feel like, on here. Yeah. Yeah, really... that's, that's what I've been enjoying from Max, too, is just going and seeing, like, some random shit, like... I watched like Thirteen Ghosts. I think on it. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. Uh, you ever seen that? Mm-mm. That's a good old horror movie. It's like oh, maybe I'll throw it on. Um, it's got Monk in it. Do you remember the dude who played Monk? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got yeah, Matthew yeah. Lillard in it. It's got Elizabeth Hurley, and it's like this family like moves in, like their brother like passes away or some shit, and like leaves them this house, and they go into this house, and it's like a glass house, and it's filled with like. They find out it has like thirteen ghosts down in the in the basement of it. You know what I mean? Like sealed away, and they kind of escape, and it's like a horror movie. Well, crazy. I'm surprised you haven't watched it's more of the Miyazaki lot. movies. Who's that? Miyazaki. Yeah. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, I haven't. I watched half of Totoro, and that was it. I feel like you'd like one of the like the like Spirited Away. I think you'd like. Yeah. The... Or Nausicaa, the Wind Valley. Yeah. I'm gonna turn Corey into an anime boy. <laughs> I I like those movies for sure, but that's not real anime, is it? I mean, I think it's considered anime, but I'm not 100% sure if movies are considered anime, but it's Japanese animation. Yeah. I'm not an expert on the definitions. Yeah, I'll watch his movies for sure. I just watch too many animes with Maddie Woods and did not. Fair enough. Naruto. Not much. I don't know. I don't think Naruto. People watching weird shit. You an anime <laughs> guy? I used to be when I was a kid, but something happened, man, when I... I don't know. I feel like when I turned, like, 15 or 16 or some shit, something switched in my brain where it's really hard for me to watch anything that's animated or anything that's, like, a cartoon. Yeah. Unless it's, like, South Park or some shit like that. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, my brain will immediately start, like, not paying attention. I had the same thing. I still like, like... Like Pixar movies and shit like that. Like there's certain shit like that that I like, but I was the same way. I would like not. I would rule out all animation shit. I really wish I could like BoJack Horseman, but yeah, because um, people say it's great. But I go through phases. I'll go through like a like a month where I can watch animated stuff and anime, and then like I need like two or three months after that where I'm just watching. I thought a couple episodes of Rick and Morty were really funny, but like yeah, I like Rick and Morty. I'm still pushing through One Piece, which is like. What I go back Dude. to when I'm 
when I'm watching anime. I hear the One Piece uh, consumption is crazy. I hear it's like years and years of like watching shit. I, and they're like still going. It's it's a it's an, a mountain to climb, and that's what's appealing to me. Word. It's like a a feat in itself. It's like running a marathon. <laughs> like you got to train for it. No, everyone I know who watches One Piece is just like, they they speak on that. They're like, man, like, they're like, oh, you're at that arc? Oh, bro, I remember when I was at that arc too. Like, it's a real, like, there's a reverence. It's a community. The crazy, <laughs> the crazy thing is everybody that's caught up that I know is still like, this is crazy amazing right now. And I can't tell if it's like a cult of commitment. Like, they're so yeah. far and deep that they don't want to admit it's gotten not as good. Or yeah. if they have just been slowly getting better at like a very slow rate that now it's at its peak because it's just been slowly building up and I'm going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like when you watch 700 episodes, you kind of have to be like, this is fire. This, this is the best shit. shit. So this you're you're a part of it. Now. I watched 700 episodes. I'm it is a cult. 180 deep, but I've been at that Holy for shit. like three months now. I how long? Uh, that took me like two months. No, how long do. are they? Of 20, 25 minutes. Okay. That's not bad. At least in, like hundred That's at least like the Lost series right there. Yeah, <laughs> my my cousin watched all of got caught up this year, started this year and got caught up. Really? That's crazy. It's like a thousand episodes. Jesus That's Christ, insane. a thousand. Yep. That's insane, bro. Fuck. It's hardcore. Fucking. Did you guys have you guys seen uh in New York? What was that? Have you guys seen Synecdoche, New York? Uh no, but I've I've seen it on the apps. I feel like that's something you guys should check out uh, sometime. It's like, cause it's literally like the rehearsal. It's like the rehearsal, but just a movie and not like happening in reality. That's sick. I definitely want to watch yeah. that. Do you, guys, you do you guys see Nathan Fielder at uh, the Mets game this weekend? No, I didn't see it. It was just like uh, they like flipped it onto him, and he just looks like pissed off as fuck. I think he he was he was playing around with it, but it was really yeah. funny just to like randomly see Nathan Fielder just like mad at a Mets game. Dude, fucking! I feel like he's one of those guys who like, um, I mean, he's very obviously playing with his perception of himself and like how he's perceived. But it would be interesting to interact with him in reality. Like, yeah. what is he actually like? Like, is he yeah. always on? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he is. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he knows how to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. I'm sure he has to. It's always in the mind. Um, but what if he, like, breaks at a certain point? What if he, like, goes crazy? The real Nathan emerges. What if emerges? that mad photo is real? <laughs> and from the madness, the real Nathan reveals himself. Yeah. What if he starts just lashing out, like, in public a lot? <laughs> he kind of fire. We just like he just like sees how far he can takes it before we like we start to turn on him. He's like assault. Yeah, just bad boy era. He's just like assaulting people and yeah, like he, just, no, I, just just straight crime on the rehearsal. And we're like, no, no, this is this is just TV. <laughs> it's okay. Dude, I feel like people were trying to kind of turn on him a little bit for the rehearsal. I feel like he did get at least a little bit of like yeah pushback, especially on the episode with the kid. That was that shit was wild. Yeah. I don't know if Corey's finished it yet. I haven't. Oh okay. Oh okay. Never mind. I'll just... I've, I, I've, He's I've putting think, it off. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm about to do it. Yeah, but so at least there's, there's one episode that was watching an episode. I was like, okay, this is crazy. This Go is ahead. Yeah. You, no, you guys can talk about it. Are you sure? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, basically, just like one of the kid actors can't separate the show from real life. And like he dives into that. He's I, I think he feels bad about it. And like it's his way of examining it. He's like, Dad, I love you. And like, why why can't I just like stay around and shit like that? And it's like wild. And he's like fucking like four years old. Yeah, the, the kid doesn't have a real bio or like the biological dad isn't in the picture. And mm-hmm. so like Nathan comes along and he's like, Oh, now I have a dad. So is it is it like like what what's the discussion around it though? People were just feeling like uh, he should have thought was, about it beforehand, maybe. Yeah, they would thought it could be like unethical in the sense that uh, he could be like permanently damaging this kid's like mind frame or like fucking with his like development in a way by like sort of presenting a false reality under the context of the show that this kid doesn't have the cognitive ability to necessarily hold those two things in contention. So now he's sort of like being like, he's basically just saying, oh, you kind of like traumatize this kid. But then other people were saying, well, it's more on the mother because she should know, like, she should be like having conversations with her son to make sure that this is something that he would actually be able to do without like, yeah, yeah, discerning my, that yeah. it's not reality. My only thought about this is like, what about every other kid that's in show business? <laughs> no, nah, for sure. You know. And I think he does a good job in the episode, like exploring his own guilt with it in a way yeah and i don't know the context yeah. of it but. i don't know i th- i think I, he probably deserved not deserved but some of like the bring up nathan for you stuff was may- maybe fair but maybe not i don't know i thought that was more of the he's also getting backlash for that like his re-popularity people were being like revisiting nathan for you um, yeah i yeah i was i don't know i was feeling like a lot of that shit in my mind it was a little bit more just like people like wanted to be upset about some shit that's true too that's true too it yeah i don't feel like anything on nathan for you was super like oh you fuck somebody up or like i don't know it was just like it felt so playful yeah i think part of it is like he's so good at being able to make things that aren't real feel real that sometimes the viewer is like damn he's really fucking with these people and it's fucking them up but like really (laughs) like he kind of is a nathan for you playing a character yeah, um, totally. And that wall breaks a few times, uh, he, like, and he could see that he actually cares. Like the ghost episode with the ghost tours, there's like yeah. a moment where he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, are you actually okay? Like, you're like really freaking out right now. Uh, yeah. And then he's back in the character. Yeah, I feel like that episode and the episode where um, he was talking to, like the convenience store dude about like kid piss or some shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can tell that moment he's like having a very real reaction. Yes. <laughs> the, the dude was talking about it's like if they're over five it doesn't work. Yeah and he's like wait huh? <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? Oh it was like on this season of the rehearsal where they're in the canes and the one guy's like you know you hold on money like a Jewish person and he's just like standing there just like, wait, did he say that? Like, how do I respond to that? Dude, that was a crazy flip with uh, the lady who was playing the wife too, where she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, <laughs> and then the one lady at the end was just like, Nathan, you have to use your platform to, to, to root for Israel. You have to use your plan. And he's like, well, uh. It's like, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) Uh, 
Oh yeah, that was that was wild. That was wild. Um Yeah, I need to finish it. I hate to to wrap things up, but I gotta dip here. Stevie's got a cold out. I know. Uh I've I put all the fault on me. <laughs> Do you guys wanna rate this movie? How? How? <laughs> How? You gotta rate it like How? every other movie. No, I'm just kidding. How can you rate such? I can't a rate experience? movies anymore. I can't rate movies anymore. Um, not me first. I gotta think. I'm God, what are you rating this movie? Rating is hard, man. Numbers are so binary and finite. Um, True. But I feel like. <sighs> Man, I think for me, this movie is probably like a seven or an eight. Um, but th- it's hard to say because like I enjoyed watching it a lot, but I wouldn't look at it and be like, this is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. But yeah, I think it's a really fun movie. Yeah, I'd probably give it a 7.5. Nice. I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm giving it a six, um, yeah. which is a good a good score. It's above a five. Five is <laughs> yeah. the uh, pleasant watching. Five is watching. like, okay. And yeah. it was a lot of fun, and it it beat my expectations. The cast is crazy. Maybe it's a six point five. Um, there's some things that were like a little cliche, you know, but I liked what they were going for. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The high schoolers acted like high schoolers, which was nice. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, but except for this was a crazy high school. Let's be real. That was a crazy high school. <laughs> I also love when like. There's shots of school campuses, and it's, like, the before, like, you know, like, it's, like, 8 a.m., and everyone's rolling up, and, like, there's all these people just, like, hanging out of school, as if they, like, <laughs> showed up to school, like, 30 minutes early just to, like, chill and hang out on the front lawn. Dude, that is, that is a very, I wish it was actually like that, because, like. Because for me, it was, like, ah, oh, no, you're going to get there right as the fucking bell's about to ring, because. <laughs> Dude, it was, like, you never see people standing out outside, ever, and, unless it was after school, maybe, like. And even then, most people are like, no, nah, I got to get home and play some Call of Duty. Yeah. But the idea that everyone's standing around outside of school for like 30 to 40 minutes before it starts, like hanging out for real. Yeah. Just wait. Crazy. Just waiting Why did, to bully somebody. You know? Why did every movie do <laughs> yeah. that too? I don't know. It was a good establishing shot, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's how it is in like other schools. Every movie has the yeah. outdoor lunch area too. Maybe it's because in California. Yeah. Maybe in like in California, Cal- California out- has like yeah. a lot of outdoor high schools, yeah. And so maybe they just think that that's normal, and so they just make it in their movies. And yeah. the rest of us are just left to be like, that's not how it is. But we'll maybe we'll in California it. school starts at like ten, so they just <laughs> do go there early. Everyone <laughs> pulls up at like nine thirty. Yeah, just hang out. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I I'd have to give this movie yeah like a seven. It it, it deserves funness. It deserves. Deserves a little lower rating, you know, but it was, it was fun. Cool design for the monster stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. except for whenever it was big as fuck. <laughs> that yeah, was just crazy. Yeah, but it was funny. It was another another movie that just turned into a creature flick halfway through, kind of. You know, yeah. I didn't know it was gonna be full on aliens. I think I kind of read that in the description, but I forgot that like mm-hmm. they even mentioned the word alien. Yeah, it was like a little bit like the thing, a little bit like yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And when they were pulling the little thing out and putting it in the water, I was like, wait, what the fuck is this actually going on? Like, I still didn't even, like, really think that that was, like, the problem. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wild movie. But it was fun. Totally. It was a good movie. Totally. Crazy cast. Oh, yeah. 
Crazy cat. I'm glad that you suggested it. Yeah. Yeah, weird, weird gem. It's doing my duty. Well. Fulfilling my civilian duty. Duty fulfilled. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on too, Kyle. It's been great talking yeah. to you. Hell yeah, man. Uh, likewise, thanks for letting me come on. I always like, you know, popping up from time to time. Oh, yeah. Talking about some cinema. Yeah. We'll have to bring you back for trash huggers. Trash humpers. Huggers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that in November before Christmas. Before Christmas movie season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm excited to listen to the rest of uh, Bookie Season. See what other movies you guys check out. So. Hell yeah. I think we're going to do The Shining next week. What, or what I'm was just my, about to watch The Shining. What was my other option? Uh, Alien vs. Predator. No, it was gonna be Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> oh, it was gonna Freddy be Freddy, Jason. Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. But no, I watched like the kill count of that, and it was, it's, it's, it's not that good of a movie. Wait, because of the kill count? No, but I mean, it, it breaks down the movie, and I remembered what the movie was about. And okay, okay. So I want to watch a good movie. So Shining, it is. All right, Jack Nicholson. Yup. Yup, some good old shit. But get some more naked ladies, old ladies. Yeah. But hell yeah. Thank you guys for doing this. Been yeah. another great episode of the movie. Movie Club Pod. Yeah, follow us at movieclub.com. Nope. You know it's a real website. <laughs> Still. This is episode what? Seventy seventy <laughs> nine? Uh yep. Crazy. Yep, yep. yep. Alright, thank you guys. See you, Kyle. Have a oh, good yeah. one. Peace out, you guys up there. Bye Kyle. What do you mean by that? Give me a fucking break, buddy. Oh shit. Here we go again.